12. It's just that fastly a movie. I like to go get a piece of pie and talk about it. It's sort of a little tradition I have. Do you like to get pie after you see a good movie? But I love Hello you. and welcome. Shut up. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me today from across wherever, some states, is Luke. That's right. And uh, Ralph. Uh, Ralph is just across the city from me. <laughs> Not even. Um, this is episode number 119, and today's episode are films that, um, unfortunately to some, fortunately to others, I picked. And those films are going to be Wonder Woman, n- 1984, uh, as well as Soul, the new Pixar film. And the one I love, which kick, kicks uh, kicks off my new marathon or my side of the marathon that we've been doing on here. Um, and if you're wondering, like, wait a second, weren't they going to do The Nest? Yes, we were going to do The Nest. Uh, yes, Other Barry, we were. Um, however, I I didn't know Soul was going to come out on Disney Plus the way it did. Just like, um, you know, as a big tentpole movie, just surprised. I didn't know the, the news of Soul. I, I knew the Wonder Woman, of course, but I didn't know. I didn't know that one. So uh, I figured it was a big deal. And this is going to be our last regular review where we're reviewing new films um, and before we do our top 10 shows and stuff. Uh, I'll get into that in a minute, but I wanted to mention that that's why I switched it. I wanted to go with uh, more of uh, not just populist, but also the fact that there's no blockbusters this year. I wanted to go with what would have been. I mean, there hasn't been a blockbuster location in a long time. You know what I mean? And they know what I mean. Hollywood video? <laughs> Suncoast video. Family uh, video still rocking. Yeah, they are still rocking. I, I guess, uh, yeah, that's another issue. Okay, anyway, so that's why I switched it, and uh, the NAS got, uh, got the boot, unfortunately. Das boot, exactly. Uh, all right, so you can find this episode and all of our other episodes ever at our website at otherpodcast.com. Not to mention, of course, wherever the hell you're listening to us on. And uh, so check us out there, and at otherpodcast.com, you're going to find out all about all of our previous top 10 marathons we've done before in the past. Marathons and top 10 shows, sorry. And uh, so check it out. And this is the time of the year, as always, that we are reviewing the, the year as a whole and see what um, what shakes loose from there, you know. Um, now, before we get into some other stuff here, we're going to talk about Luke. Yes. How you doing, man? Um, dude, I'm, I'm on an island off the east that, coast of... At the opening of a, of a joke? No, that's my life right now. Hotel living, back to it. Right, hotel and island living. But you've done both of those before, right? Anything new or different? Uh, Different island, different hotel. Shittier (laughs) internet. (laughs) Shittier internet, but still better than most of Alaska. So can't complain. Yeah, right, right. In Alaska, you would not be here right now, right? Doubtful. Most likely. But uh, lots of downtime, as as I'm about to show you. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) So I've taken the liberty of watching some shows, and in the past couple, you know, days, right after the Mandalorian finished, which is like the day I got here, I finished off some shows. First, I finished off the Netflix one, High Score, which is about video games and kind of the history of it. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that one. Yeah. Then I watched uh, Big Mouth Season 4. Uh, I watched The Challenger, The Final Flight, Blood of Zeus, Selena, oh. Queen's Gambit, and The Boys. And I just wrapped up Don't Fuck With Cats. 
Nice. Isn't that the Circular one? Yeah. Yes, yes. I know and nothing the, about this thing. It sounds so familiar. It's so awesome. It's like a miniseries thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like a three-episode miniseries, a documentary I, series. Not me the first time. So I went in that movie thinking, I think it was a movie, I mean. I oh, yeah. Like, you're like, and then I was like, oh, it's a show. Like, ah, I just want to watch it just right now and get rid of it. Like, I didn't want to, like, <laughs> fucking do a weekend on it. I'm like, nah, I'm not. I'm not. It's, it's only three, ep- it's like three hours long. So it could just be a long documentary. No, I didn't know that much. I just knew there was episodes, and I was like, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> I didn't go further. But yeah, uh, as far as it went, uh, Big Mouth season four was amazing. Mm-hmm. High score was okay. Challenger: mm-hmm. The Final Fight was good too. I knew about the O Ring situation back in like my college days because I read about that. Uh, Blood of Zeus was okay too. The animation really bothered me though because I felt it was kind of like uh, slow. Yeah. No, it's like lazy animation. Right, it's like it's like they cut frames out. Like we've been, we've been spoiled by really good artists in the last ten years. No, uh, it's not the. I think no, it, no, it is. The look is fine. It's how it moves. It feels yeah, it's choppy. Same, same problem. Same. It's issue. like they didn't, you know, make enough, uh, you know, frames. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's yeah. I heard about this, and it makes yeah. sense why I didn't like feel it. I didn't find it appealing. I had the same problem. Yeah. Um, see, then I saw uh, Selena. How was that? In like one day. Selena. It was good. I mean, it was, it's like the longer version of the movie. Yeah. It cuts off like halfway. It's a one and done? Like a no, there's going to be another season to it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know there was going to be another season. But yeah, that was good. Um, saw Queen's Gambit because everyone's been raging about that one. And I did like that one as well. I'm not going to pick up a chessboard though because I know my... Well, we all know our limits, and yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm a checkers man. Yeah, checker, right? Checkers. Um, finally, got around to watching The Boys season two, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and just finished the day off today with uh, "Don't Fuck with Cats." You've been you've been TVing a lot. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I did um, see a couple movies though. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get to those in a bit, but uh, that's awesome. You've been catching up, and I assume is that uh, what do you call it? Um. This role of uh, catching up to all the medias while you're over there is going to be your life for a while? Or, Maybe. Or um, do, do you have plans for something else? Uh, well, also video games. I'm like three trophies away from platinuming uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Mm. So I already beat that game twice. I just going to finish up some collecting stuff. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> the little details. And I went back to Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember you famous, well, not famously, famously to me, told me that you stopped playing. Yeah, um, I finally I was, got the Master Sword. It's like, you played the game before I did, and then I played the shit out of it, got everything there, got put in 100 hours, yep. and then I'm done with it, and now you're going back, finally. It's, like, really yeah. weird. It's like, I, at one point, you Dude, I got more, that game on day one. Yeah, no, that's yeah, tough. day one. I was, like, two years <laughs> after you. Like, this makes no sense. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I'll, just, I'll just bother you. Right. Please Perfect timing. Well. Use my knowledge. Um, yeah, awesome. A- anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. Send help, no. send food. I don't know. Send food. <laughs> uh, uh, Raf, what about you? Uh, well, unlike somebody who didn't go to any holiday events because he's been watching TV and uh, movies, I actually had holidays to attend to. I'm separated from so- my friends and family. I'm going through a tough time, sir. No, you're not. A, B, B. There's always Zoom, like everybody else does. Those are people that take. I FaceTimed my family. I doubt that. I really? swear to God, I did. I, I, I swear to God, I doubt. I want to see the call log. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't have as much time to, you know, do everything that Luke's been doing. Cause you know, like I said, I'm leaving, uh, leading a life over here. Um, anyways, <laughs> he's a protagonist uh, of his own life. It's my own life. Yeah. What are they going to say? Uh, but besides that, yeah, I, um, I also did stuff. I went on a little mini vacation. My son's back from vacation. Um, let's see what else Christmas happened, you know, stuff like that. New Year's by the time everybody listens to this. Yeah, New Year's um, by the time everyone listens to, I mean, by the time we're, we're recording this, we recorded the first two sections before New Year's, and now we're recording this opening after. Wow. We're to spoil how the magic is made. We talked about it. Where did we fuck that up earlier? Where did we fuck that up? Anyways, um, so yeah, there's that. Um, and then, what's it called? So yeah, so it's just been, you know, not watching as much TV, not watching as much movies, because, you know, busy life over here um, with my friends and family, um, you know, things like that. Anything to make Luke feel bad, basically. Cunt. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, I I did watch some stuff, though. Watching TV. I've, I've also finished some shows. Um, been watching the Salinas. The, um, I also finished Queen's Gambit. The Salinas. Um, I feel like I saw a show, but I, t- I know I didn't, but I know how the show goes, so I may add it. Um, it's really weird, and I already forgot the name of it. Um, my wife will indulge me in the name of the show that she just binge-watched in two days. Bridgerton. Oh, you saw uh, I heard about that. Uh, I, I didn't see it. I think I did. I saw like the first episode and the last three, so I know what happened. Mm-hmm. I got caught up, so te- I technically did see the show in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. Anyways, um, the uh, but besides that, yeah, just been doing stuff. Um, you know, hope everybody had a good Christmas. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had the same issue with Christmas, Ralph, uh, where I had um, I, mean, I don't have in-laws. I'm not married, but I went to a lot of Lexi's family stuff this year. Um. Which included, you know, with and you would think less because of COVID, but no, not really. Um, so Christmas Eve and Christmas Day were packed with uh, double family events, and I felt like I was barely home in three in those three days because the day after that I had to work and then do something else and then finally get home. Um, so like it's been uh, that was a little hectic, uh, but for New Year's it was a little easier because you know people care less about New Year's and they don't really care like yeah we don't have time. But with the family, of course, I did yesterday. This was yesterday, the day before. I already forget what they were in. Um, it but yeah, yesterday. it was fine. And um, I, it was a, it was a, it was like a, a very, it was a fun, very like laid back, kind of close little Christmas and holiday and New Year's thing. And it was fine. It was good. Um, I think my mom wanted to kill me with sugar on my birthday, um, uh, with all that stuff that was on the table. But damn, I wanted to eat it all. Um, Besides that, I haven't been I, I haven't been doing a, a great job this month or this past let's say two weeks three weeks, and um, finishing a lot of TV shows that I started or finishing a lot of stuff that I've been wanting to start and finish. So I haven't been doing I haven't been doing my due diligence like you guys have been doing. Uh, I know throughout the year I watch a lot more than you guys, but like like lately I haven't. And usually this is around my around my brush time. But uh, right now, my, my life is just taking over like another thing. It's like, uh, like I've been really into gaming lately in a lot more, lot more intense ways than, than previous years. Like I just finally started playing God of War, and oh, nice. I, I, 
after like two or three hours, which I wasn't like super into it, I got into it. it took me like you know what? Hours. That's when I stopped playing it too. Oh really? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah like within like the two thirds. Oh, like, like, I was just, I was just it, it didn't like, hold uh, me. Right, I was just playing it. I was like, I don't know if I want to keep playing this game. I mean, it's not—it's great graphics. The story is—I get it. I—it's I, interesting for sure. Um, I like when they turn something like God of War in this case on its head, like the way they're doing it. And I was enjoying that stuff, but I guess I wasn't loving it, you know. And okay. I just didn't want to do repetitive bullshit, um, you know, whatever. So are anyway, you playing it on the PS Five? I am playing on the PS Five. Nice. And uh, but like I said, about three hours into it, I got into it. So like now I'm now I'm in it to win it. Now I really want to open all the realms and shit and go nuts, you know. Yeah. So I'm into it now. But uh, yeah, so I've been doing that and um, you know just just chilling with the with the gliders here. Also working on the house. Like I got some extra furniture, some bookcases, so I can put my movies up because I didn't have anything for them at all. They were all in boxes. Um, I got my new home set up thanks to you guys for participating in that help and helping me out there. I have like. My PS4 right next to me right now as I'm recording this on the Mac Mini, which is Scott. It's great stuff. This is this office looking, it's looking up, you know. So yeah, it's been that kind of thing. Just drinking too, a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking. So yeah, it's been just like a, a just a fun, laid back time. And hopefully, everyone out there had also as much fun and laid back time. Um, so um, that is it for uh, what we've been doing lately. Let's get into some recent discoveries. And uh, pretty self-explanatory, so let's just move on and start with, as always, Luke. What have you been yeah. watching? Um, I saw the Netflix original, I think, called Yes, God, Yes. It's not a uh, no. It was uh, it came out in select theaters, and it was supposed. Oh, to, I think it was supposed to come out like a whole different thing, but yeah, hmm. they bought they bought the rights for it. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Um. So it's about a girl in the, I think, 90s, I would say. Um, she, uh, you know, goes on AOL chat and finds some, um, you know, some racy things. And uh, she goes to this, like, Catholic school. And uh, there's this rumor that she gave some dude uh, a... Hummer? No, no, not a Hummer. I, it's the other one. It's, it's where you eat the asshole. Mercedes-Benz? It's not a, a rim- uh, toss your salad, toss salad. Yeah, 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 yeah. The toss salad or something like that. Anyways, uh, so all these rumors are being spread about her. So she goes to one of those like um, weekend retreats with like a bunch of the people from like the the church and the priest and like it's it's one of these. I think it's called Kairos or something. And I know because I dated somebody that went to one of these things. They're like, oh yeah, we can't talk about it, but they totally told me everything about it. And it's like really, it's, yeah, and it's Wait, supposed to be like this thing. What is huh? going on right now? I didn't know Wait, this was a period it? movie. First of all, and secondly, you dated someone that went to one of these places. Yes. Wait, what is what is this place that she went to? It's, yeah. it's I think it's called Kairos or something. Uh, Wait, I just speak together. I know who it was though. Okay, but that's personal. Uh, no, you don't. Maybe. No. I, I, it's something like that. I think it's the K. I don't even remember if that's the right thing. Anyway, but she goes there and like she finds kind of like all the hypocrisy from like all the people that are supposed to be like super good and whatever. So yeah, like the, the priest that, and like the, like the counselors, it it's like kind of like Jesus camp, but like she's also in this realm of like, she's discovering her own sexuality. And that's like a really big thing. It's like, hmm. there's this whole like sex ed scene in the movie where it's just like, Oh, guys are like a microwave. They just, you know, get turned on instantly. Or women are like a, an oven takes time. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's got that whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, was it? Is, it, is this an endorsement to the movie or no? It's funny. I think it's a, a good watch. It stars um, uh, Natalia Dyer. She's the uh, sister from uh, Stranger Things. Yes. 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 Yeah. She's part That's of. There's Nancy Wheeler. Three, yeah. There's yeah, right. There's always three plots in that in that show. The kids, the 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 young adults and the adults and they're the young adults. She's part of the mm-hmm. young adult crowd. Yeah. So um is it is it like saved? Remember that movie Saved? Yeah, I remember that. Kind of. I really liked yeah. in the early 2000s. I really like that I think movie. So. It's, just so, it's just so charming. And this yeah. this and that's not about the same thing, but it's about a girl being pregnant, right? In a Catholic school. In a cat yeah, yeah. Oh, Christian, yeah. Christian, not Catholic. But uh, religious, there's, there's a big difference. <laughs> I mean, um, there's a funny thing though. I was looking at the um, the IMDb page for it, and like you know, it has like all the alternate uh, titles for it. Hmm. No, most Ghana. of them are most of them are pretty like the same thing, except if you go to the Polish one, it translates to "sex is not a sin." Really? Like, yes, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's kind of a kind of a bland title compared. If anything, you know, the it's Poland being this super conservative, you know, country. They, I'm surprised they even named it that. Right. I'm surprised. Yeah. They're louder than that. That's awesome. Um, all right. So besides, uh, so you, you do endorse it. You do recommend it, right? Overall? Yeah, definitely. Check it out. All right. Cool. And that's on Netflix, right? Just two people. Yes. All right. Good. And, and what's the other one? The other one is The Bee Gees, How to Mend a Broken Heart. It this is, is a, a documentary movie? about the Bee Gees. Okay. I think it's on. Uh, it's an Apple Plus exclusive because I think that's where I watched it. But uh, or no, HBO Max, one of those two. Okay, I think HBO Max. But yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, it literally went goes through the entire story of the Bee Gees. Uh, it has the one guy that's still alive in the Bee Gees kind of talking, and it has like past it. uh past clips of other interviews with the other brothers. You know, I had no idea these guys were brothers. By the way, I didn't know a little. I know about the Bee Gees, yeah. I, my, I, my my pop culture information really drops before the eighties. <laughs> surprisingly, really but um, yeah, it's like how they they kind of started like around the same time as like the Beatles and whatnot, and yeah, from yeah. from then on, you know, they were like making hits in like the sixties and seventies, and with the whole disco thing. That's when that's what I thought they were, you know, starting their shit, but no. Mm-hmm. It was long before that, and then the whole disco sucks movement, and they're kind of like resurgence back in like the eighties, which I had no idea. I didn't know you were such a Bee Gees fan that you would watch it. I wasn't. I'm not. It was just just there. He, he it was never just there. The Bee Gees were until there's a documentary about them. <laughs> I knew the Bee Gees. I just knew them <laughs> as like the disco guys, and I had knew nothing else about them. But they also like have a lot of like. Uh, writing credits for a lot of other songs after they couldn't like after the whole disco sucks thing like these guys went straight into like writing songs for other people and it's crazy like they turned out a lot of hits hmm. right 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 yep so yeah, that was definitely a good one to watch all right um and you i think i saw one more didn't i on here uh yeah well me and you both saw it yeah, I guess we can both talk about it right now. Yeah. All right. Burrow. Right. Burrow. We saw the short film that comes with Soul, the yeah. Pixar film. Yeah. 
So what do you think? Of it comes with salt, but it doesn't come with salt because it didn't, wasn't in salt. Yes, but it came okay. out the same day. Oh. So, you, so you know it's going to be with the movies. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was cute. It was whimsical. I liked it. It, you know, little little guy trying to find his own piece. You know, yeah, piece of piece of the pie, piece of the yeah. land, piece of piece of the American dream. It could be a lot of them. You could call it a lot of different things. Um, yeah, it, it's it's it was very cute. It was very adorable, and um, the 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 idea that. Uh, you know, I guess what I got from it is that, you know, the sense of community, right? You don't have to do everything by yourself. You no man is an island. Right. No man is an island. That's a good one. No bunny is an island. No bunny <laughs> is a fucking island. Um, yeah, it, it was cool. It was cool. I liked it. Um, they're, they're always so cute. I mean, there are bad yeah. ones for sure. And this one is not one of them. And uh, there are great ones. And this one isn't one of them either. But it's like solid middle. It's top tier, though. Oh, top tier for you? Oh, well, they're not for me then. But uh, it is like middle to top for me. Um, it's just that they just do so good, such a good job on the shorts more overall that uh, I feel like there's like a a real creme de la creme for me, and then uh, and then most and then most of everything else, and then some only some that are at the bottom where I don't like them. Um, anyway. Um, but Burrow, yeah, the short film, six minutes long, guys. We can't review it. We just reviewed it. That's it. I mean, if we spend any longer on it, you might as well watch it. So, um, <laughs> that's does it what... count as a movie, though? It does count as a movie. Yes, uh, yes I'll put it in my top ten movies. Then. Yes, you can. Yeah, of I'm course. Kidding. I mean, I mean, we will make fun of you endlessly for it. But yeah, you can do that. Um, yeah, I, I've mentioned a couple of short films here and there when I when I watch them um, throughout the year. Anyway, uh, that's what Luke's been watching. Roth, what what have you been watching? I assume you have remnants of the Xmas, the Christmas stuff. Right. Yes, I didn't get to finish one of the movies that I wanted to, but don't worry, I'll get that for the next review, and um, or maybe not, we'll see, but uh, the one movie I did get to watch is, uh, I have it in my thing, it's Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, guys. It's Why does that Christmas sound so bad? Journey. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. <laughs> okay. Um, um, it's uh, directed and written by David E. Talbert, and uh, starring Forrest Whitaker, Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, Anika uh, Noni Rose, uh, Rose, yeah, and then uh, who else we have? Hugh Bonneville. Uh, where is it? And then, so yeah, uh, let's talk about this movie because um, it was very magical. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, really? Hi, uh, hi no, I don't know. It was it was actually a really good movie. Yeah, it was um, predominantly black cast. Um, what's it called? And uh, the it's more like about like hope and spirit and stuff like that. So it was cool. It was a different um, what's it called? A uh, different take on like a regular Christmas story, I guess. It, even though it sounds very similar to most Christmas stories, but it doesn't like um, include all white cast. I guess. <laughs> Funny. But uh, he's an inventor, and um, what's it called? Uh, He's an inventor, and uh, which is Forrest Whitaker. He's the main. He's the main guy, and uh, he's uh, he's invents like all these uh, robots, and he's like the best uh, toy uh, toy maker in the land and shit like that. And he's got a guy who screws him over. Anyways, besides the point. Uh, cool story, kid. The kid's kind of awesome in the in the movie. Uh, I think her name is Madeline Mills. Yeah, her name is Madeline Mills. Oh, alliteration. Journey. Uh, she's super cool in the movie. And uh, I overall, I, I had fun watching the movie. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Um, and it's like, uh, it's kind of like heartwarming. Um, oh, and it has a um, little bit of musical stuff going on. Not a little bit, but a lot. 
So is, is it yeah. technically a musical or is it just that's weird? Yeah, it, it is. That's a family fantasy musical. Yeah, it's considered a musical. Mm. So there it is. Um, mm. Yep. So that's the first one I've seen. And then the other one is another Netflix original, which is uh, Over the Moon, which my kid wanted me to watch this when he got back home from Mexico. So I totally watched it with him. Uh, did, he, did he see it in Mexico and wanted to show it to you? So, yeah, it? he did see it in Mexico. Got it. And uh, the, this one is uh, directed or co-directed by uh, two people, uh, Glenn Keane and John Cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's uh, also voiced by Glenn Keane, uh, who is the space dog. Uh, Bryson Hall, Ruthie Ann Mills, John Cho, Kathy Yang, um, and then there's one more I want to read. Uh, Edie Ichi- Ichioka. And then uh, this one is basically like, uh, I guess it's like, uh, it's animated, of course. It's uh, it's about this mythical moon goddess. Um, and they, that whole it's, it's a really cool story, and it's, like, about, like, the girl loses her mother. Spoiler alert at the beginning of the movie. Um, and she's, like, tells her about this story about, you know, true love from this uh, um, this moon goddess who lives in the moon. And, like, that's how the moon, like, changes. Glows. Yeah, glows and stuff like that. Okay. It's, yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. And then she's obviously, like, tries to, like, get, you know, like make that dream happen for her to meet to meet this moon goddess and uh she's just like very smart so she like tries to make spaceships and stuff like that to get up there like you just like learn as she grows up um and it's a pretty cool story overall um i can see why my kid liked it um yeah i can see why my kid liked it a lot and he uh it was it was a super um just fun like family movie um and it's a cool like just random like fo- I, it's almost like a folktale um oh, okay. that uh like you that, that they have like in chinese culture and they take it to like the you know like they actually go through the, like the story and stuff like that you know so, what reminds me of? it kind of reminds me of what people have been saying not that i've seen it yet of wolf walkers i haven't seen that one yet i heard i heard think heard similar similar vibes that people felt like oh it's kind of oh that's the like, animated movie on apple i think an apple one. yeah yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that one, but this one's cool. It's anim. It's done. The animation's pretty cool on it. It's nothing mm-hmm. crazy, nothing bad. Um, and then uh, the cast is cool. I mean, I have no issues uh, with the movie. Uh, it does have uh, what's it called? Uh, I would say it's. I wanted to say it felt long, but it's only like an hour and a half, so it's not really that long. Um, I just felt like it took a little bit too long to get to certain spots, but overall, it was still fun. So you know me watching kids' movies per usual. All right. Um, anything else on the Christmas stuff? Uh, no, I didn't get to finish two other movies, but one that I I fell asleep at the end because I was just so tired, and then yeah. uh, another movie that I started watching with my wife that I just never got to finish. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm gonna ask you this question, Ralph, and uh, I decided I'm, I'm gonna try to remember to ask you every year around this time, and cool. that is to say, anything Christmassy, new or whatever, or new to you. Yeah. And you would add to your, oh my God, I got to watch this every season, every Christmas. Not yet. No. All no, right. Okay. No, it's been a while. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you uh, Would you consider Christmas Chronicles one of them? I don't know. You know what? Christmas Chronicles, that's the one I didn't get to finish because it's no, made a part the two. first one with Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah. So one. I liked it. Um, I I liked it and I, I wanted to rewatch it before I saw Christmas Chronicles 2, just to remember because it's been like three years or something like that since two, mm-hmm. two three years. And uh, like I said, I obviously didn't get to around to finishing it. The second part, um, I want to say it could totally be on that list, like up there. 
but I ha- I'd have to rewatch it to be honest with you. Um, and I, I like the story overall. And part two is it's okay; it's not that great um, in yeah. comparison to part one. But I mean, I get what they're doing; they're making another big thing, you know. Um, it's yeah. like a continuation to the story, which isn't bad either, because like it's almost like growing with the characters. So I I don't fault the movie for making a part two. Yeah, no, um, yeah, but you make us. Yeah, I mean, I, I at this point. I've already accepted well into uh, the fact that <laughs> but I will it's say business Christmas. and is more of a business than an art form. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's I will say Christmas Chronicles. Um, I will say it is a, like it is a topper tier movie Christmas wise that I've seen. And uh, Jingle Jangle isn't bad either. I would say, but it's not like it's not up there to watch like every year. You know, right. okay. it's for sure. Maybe like every other, maybe every third or something. Oh yeah, there's this movie we can watch, kind of thing. You know, right? Kind of. Um, well, I was just curious because I know that. Uh, Listen, it's not that hard. You're really into Christmas and stuff. Well, right. yeah, it's not that hard. We're not saying it's not that. that hard. We're not fucking. Yeah, we're not. It's not that hard. It's not a Christmas vacation. It's not Home Alone. I love Home Alone. All right. And then obviously there's your, you know, The Wonderful Life and all those yeah. other movies. That movie sucks. Oh, well, for you. It's also more of a New Year's movie. I don't know why people watch it in Christmas time. You're not wrong. I know, <laughs> but I, I don't know why people watch it during Christmas times. Also, there's, you know, Christmas Story. A Christmas Story is a classic, but I think I've seen that movie, I don't know. Uh, three thousand times. So, like, also a yeah. controversial thought here is that even though I know a lot of people will consider a nightmare before nightmare before Christmas, uh, again, more gener- most generously, either both a Halloween and a Christmas equal a, parts. I would say both. Yeah, I would. I would call it a Halloween movie, not a not a Christmas <laughs> movie. Yeah, I, I consider it more a Halloween movie too. Um, yeah. but I, uh, I can see, I can see you why you would. I feel like most people would say Christmas though. Yeah, I can see why you would watch it on Christmas though. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, oh no. I mean, uh, this is all arbitrary nonsense we're talking. Oh about. yeah, one hundred percent. None of this is a big deal for me. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's what Rob's been watching. Uh, check it out um, at your nearest streaming device. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, so I, I looked it up. All that Netflix. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's Kirkos. What? Not Kairos. It was like it's like Kirkos or something. The what retreat. Oh, from like three years ago? Yes, yes. Okay. It's called, no, Kairos, Kairos, there you go. It's a three-day retreat. For Bro, how did cancer. you get it wrong twice? Your reading is right in front of you. I yeah. wasn't reading it. I looked at it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to remember it. But I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Real, yeah. Also, a little too late. No one, yeah, I'm doing it. it's okay. Um, all right, that's from the Yes, God, Yes thing we were talking about. Yes. Anyway. Um, I have three movies. Uh, we, one we talked about already, so I have two movies. Then one I saw. It's on Hulu. It's called Run. Uh, you guys heard of it? Oh, uh, Run as in like R U N. What else would it be? I don't know. <laughs> What's the other? No, R O N. What? That's Ron. Ron? Wow. <laughs> How would you? What? You have an accent. I don't know. Do, uh, do I really? No. Okay. Is this, uh, um, I didn't think I do. Uh. A homeschool teenager begins to suspect her mother is keeping a dark secret from her. This is, uh, I guess, a horror mystery thriller. It stars Sarah Paulson as the mother and Kira Allen as the daughter. And this is uh, written and directed by Anish Ganti, who did a movie we all liked called Searching from two years ago. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. I remember Searching. No. We we were fans of Searching. Weren't you in that review? Maybe you weren't. Um, Well, Roth and I were. Um... This is oh, a yes, yes. I remember it now. Okay, yeah. You don't fucking you don't you don't know where you are. I think. Um, Dude, I watched a lot of movies. I can't remember just by a title like searching. Really? Just, uh, okay. I mean, it's kind um, of 
Oh, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, right. We're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> so, so I was on a whim because um, I wanted to see it when it came out originally. never did. Blah, 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 blah. And I want to see something kind of fun. And I like Sarah Paulson because she has like this um, intensity that can also be funny sometimes. And if, if the movie is right for her, that I, I can work for me most of the time. Sometimes no. Um, but this one, she's good. They're both good. I, I actually want to say I want to give Kira Allen some real shout out here because she carries this movie. And if without her, I don't think I would be able to enjoy anything in this movie because the plot, the the dialogue at times, the... Like the maybe the story overall, it's just so ridiculous. I couldn't take it too seriously if it wasn't for the amazing performances. So this is like a mixed review overall on Run, and that is to say that if you want something kind of dumb and just to watch and have like an exciting thing about like a mother going through Munchausen by proxy and stuff like this, and in, in, in its several forms, not seriously, mind you, but serious enough to make a, a thriller out of it, then watch it and have fun with it. But don't look too much into it, and because in broad strokes, this movie is pretty great. In details, it's not great at all. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's my caveat with this movie. Um, and that's really the best way I can endorse it. Because I did have fun with it. I know I had fun with it. But I also know that, like, there was some real bad scenes. Some really, like, weird stuff going on here. There's an, expedi- there's a, uh, there's an exposition room. Uh, a whole room full of exposition. It was really funny. Uh, but not in a good way. So, yeah. That's Run on Hulu if you are all interested in watching it. Um, Let's see, we did Burrow, I just said that. Uh, the other one, and this one's kind of funny because we were going to review it. And I almost, no, nah, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say something stupid as like, oh, I wish I took it back. But The Nest is uh, the movie we were going to review this 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 week. Uh, it's an Amazon Prime movie. Let me read a description here. Life for an entrepreneur and his fa- American family begins to take a twisted turn after moving into an English country manor. That sounds like a different plot than the movie is, actually, because it sounds like it's all about the manor and stuff, like a horror movie. It's not. Um, this is written and directed by Sean Durkin, the man who brought us uh, an amazing movie, in my opinion, amazing, capital A, called uh, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Um, and that was like a while ago. That was like eight years ago. And this is this movie since that point. So this is his next movie, basically. And that was his first one. So this is his second it's 2011. Movie. Wow. That's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, and um, so yeah so I was obviously excited to watch the next movie this guy makes right and he did not he does not disappoint I, I really feel like this movie might make my top 10 The Nest really super works wow. it stars Jude Law uh, and Carrie Coon as well as the two kids I should probably mention those two kids names oh fuck you IMDb why would you do this to me now uh, Una Roche and Charlie Shotwell thank you I just uh, I clicked the button Ben and Sam Ben and Sam right Sam Ben um yeah, and uh, it's set in the in the eighties, and it's like, um, and it's uh, I guess it will be Sean Durkin's version of a Marriage Story, um, <laughs> if uh, if it but it, but it takes place only throughout like a certain period of time. It's not about a divorce necessarily, but it is about the fracture of a the atomic family, the nuclear family idea. It's a fracture of like. Uh, the you know the, the the husband of the role the role of the husband and the role of the mother and how they you know separately from each other and together and how much they don't work the the chemistry falling apart all this stuff it's about all this stuff and it's also done so subtle and so well that I just couldn't I I, I was just admiring the movie for never ever ever doing anything hokey on it never ever like making anything feel unreal or ungenuine. Or disingenuous. 
And uh, to really talk, to really sell this movie, it would probably have to be a review. Obviously, we're not going to do that. But it would probably have to be one of those because it's all about the details. Um, but Sean Durkin hit it again out of the park for me uh, hmm. with The Nest. And, man, Carrie Coon does this. She's just acting the shit. The whole thing with the horse and, uh, and everything with the daughter, it was just so perfect. This this is – I really hope she gets something out of this movie, uh, recognition-wise, anyway, uh, because I've loved her since The Leftovers and uh, have been wanting to see her um, in bigger stuff lately. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend it. Can I recommend it highly enough? It is a, a fuck – it's a dark thing, yes, of course, super serious drama. Uh, so expect that going into it. But if you're uh, listening to the show, then you you cannot be adverse to drama. So check it out, The Nest on Amazon Prime, and it's that is it. not on Prime. It's not on. You, it's Prime, on it. You have to pay for rent. it. It's a rent, right? Yeah, and and it's, it's only on iTunes. Uh, it was only available there when I first picked the movie, but I don't know. I don't know the fuck the difference. It's on there. Cool. When you say it's on Amazon Prime, it's like oh, it's on Netflix. Like you expect it to be free. Yeah, well, but it's still on there. That's because well, that's the only place I can see it. Um, but you got to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, well, the fact that you listen to us, you're paying for it already. So we're going to take a break here uh, from our recent discoveries, and we're going to get into our first review of the of the week here, and that's going to be, what's the movie? Wonder Woman, 1984. So stay with us. Thumb the buff. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. The time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. Citizens of the world! I'm here to change your life. Anything you want, anything you dream of, you can have it. Look where the star goes. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. Rewind to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing two all-new foes, Max Lord and the Cheetah. This is Wonder Woman 1984. And it stars, obviously, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, without a helmet, I should add. Uh, A little better Robin Wright, Connie Nielsen, Lily Aspel as the young Diana. Um... Yeah, and after that, just more bit or so players. And this movie is written and directed by Patty Jenkins. The Patty Jenkins that uh, made um, a movie that we're going to be reviewing as part of our marathon later on down the road, Monster. Um, is she related to Leroy? Uh, probably. you should, you got to ask her yourself for that one. And uh, also did the original, well, not the original, but the part one to this movie, the original Wonder Woman. Um that's 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 the pedigree of this movie. It is um, it is uh, it's a it's our first in a long time blockbuster movie. I mean, it's not a, an actual blockbuster movie because it's not going to make any money any money in the theaters. Whatever money it makes, even the best case scenario of anyone's wildest dreams, will not amount to what it would have made had theaters been around. Would be you know were around more 
for people to enjoy it. And it would just it pales so? in comparison. Pales. What? Pales? Do you really hey, think that? I do. Believe, I, think I know it. Made it. Money. No, I, it didn't make. Again, I'm not saying it didn't make any money. Right. It made money, but right. there's no way. There is no way. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. This is a movie that would totally make a, lot, a shit ton of money in theaters. This is why people go to the theaters. Not right, like exactly. Movies, but like for this one. You know? Right. Uh, this is what the average the average people go for theaters. Especially more so since the uh, first one made a shit ton of money. It was uh, the one DC property that actually made the money, and people didn't cry, you know, bullshit or whine about Um I mean, we like the movie. I, I have it on Blu-ray. I think it's worth getting and all that. Um, I didn't love it. It's not like a perfect movie, but it's much better than other DC stuff lately, for sure. So um, I was on that bandwagon of loving it. Um, and, you know, the funny, the twist of fate that, you know, life kind of throws at stuff like this all the time is that um, it was originally slated, I heard, to come out in December of last year. Um, but they pushed it back. Um I think it originally had like a spring summer release, right? Idea, uh-huh. and it was um, it was pushed back from December because of um, I think it was uh, Star Wars was coming out uh, that same weekend, and they wanted to try to maximize the money and the coverage. Um, I'm sure had they known where it would end up, they would have totally released it last year because it still would have made more money than it would have um, otherwise. Um, so that's that, that's like a little quirk of fate that makes it um, sucky, I guess, that it came out this way. But great for us because we all have HBO Max and we had it already. Um, sure, yeah. And so like this is this is great. Eat, um, eat. What? <laughs> yeah, we have it. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something. Um, which brings me to this question. Like, what do you guys think about this whole thing about them releasing Warner Brother movies the day of release? I love it. Love it, right? Well, I mean, this makes our movie review easy, on. right? No, but it makes us choosing movies to review kind of easier, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because Dune is going to be on there and others that I forget already, but some other big titles. <laughs> that's and, the only one you're looking forward to. <laughs> well, Dune, yeah. That's, well, that's the only one I really care about. But the rest, right. I will learn about them, and I'm sure some of them I, I will find fascinating. Um, it's yeah, not, it's, uh, it's not it's Jodorowsky's Dune, though, right? No, it will never be Jodorowsky's <laughs> Dune. Jodorowsky. You said it's oh, so was, bad. I know. I, I, um, I was actually going through like all the old movies we watched. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, I remember that one. Uh, you're talking about... Oh, yeah. The old yeah. podcast, I think. Did we review Jodorowsky's Dune on the old podcast? I think so. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure we did review it. I just wasn't sure where, right? Because... Yeah. I think where there was even like a time where we were doing both shows at once, so like to transition. So it's not like we ever gave ourselves a break between. Um, anyway, sorry. Skip all that stuff. Yes. This is Wonder Woman 1984. And today I'm going to begin with Luke on his yes. uh, first impressions of the film, which are? Uh, they are lukewarm. How's that? Hey. Hey. Oh, I think you need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, fine movie. A little long. But uh, not as impactful as the first. And I felt certain characters kind of got cheated, like Cheetah. <laughs> Out of some oh my God. Time and How many puns are you going to go with here? <laughs> it's just coming naturally right now. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I wasn't too keen of uh, the Max Lord character either. Yeah. Is he like um, is he a comic book character? Yeah, he is. Okay. 
Never heard of him. He's supposed to be like Brainiac. Or Cheetah for that matter. Um, ish, <laughs> or I think he's like super smart. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So not too keen. And, and what else? Anything else on this? Mm, those are my major gripes with it. I'm sure there's like, hmm. you know, DC nerds that are like finding all kinds of loopholes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, but it's, mm-hmm. all, it's all right. Okay. Uh, Raf, what, what about you? What, what was your impressions on um, on this movie? Impressions of this movie? Uh, so I don't really remember the first one, to be brutally honest with you. Uh, so I was trying to like think. Uh, I guess it was origin stories. So I really a lot of uh, the um, island thing they were doing with the training and her finding out she's like God. Like a, like a god. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah. Um, I guess I, I'm one, more when right? she's in World War One, right? right. Yeah. Um, how she's just like her headstrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this one I just felt like uh, I actually liked the beginning of this movie a lot with her in the Greek island as a little kid and learning that little thing or she does or whatever. Um, that is the beginning of the movie, right? Am I, am I correct? Yeah, that, that, that you know the the shortcut that she took, right? <sighs> yeah, the shortcut, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's that yeah, yeah. It's the, also the opening of the that mall scene in the in the night in the eighty four, right? When was, right, exactly. Yeah, when she takes off the cameras and the, the, the camera, the grandmas, the cameras, the grandmas, yeah, the grandmas, the grandmas yes, too. the grandmas, yep. Because um, you know sorry. they, happen. but yeah, I uh, I like the beginning of the movie, but I overall I still did feel like um, I don't know. I felt like we spent a lot of time with uh. Maxwell Lord's character, and at the same time, I I kind of agree with Luke, where I just didn't I didn't get enough from the person either. It just I didn't I didn't. It just became very comic booky. Like it felt very comic booky, um, like of a of a character. Uh, and I just I still felt like we didn't get enough, or it was like from him. And then um, and then same thing goes with uh, like I felt like we were. We want. I wanted more out of Kristen Wiig's character. Uh, was her what's her name? Barbara. Oh, Chris or, Pine. Um, no, 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 Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Oh, Kristen Wiig. Sorry. She, yeah, not Chris Pine. Cheetah. Barbara, Barbara right? Minerva. Yeah, like I like the beginning when you first meet her, and I like her like as not ability Barbara, um, and then that's a really cool part. And then after that, it's just like eh, okay. I just again, I I didn't. I didn't get enough. It just I felt like we just left her by the wayside after that. Um, and we just didn't care about her. Like the beginning of the movie I think does a good job of stuff and I just feel like the second half of the movie doesn't do it uh, doesn't do that much. It's like just trying to wrap up all the loose ends that it needs to do now. Um, and you kinda like obviously you can tell where the movie's going, but I I wanna say I still liked it better than part one. I I think I still did like it overall. Like I had more fun with this this one because mm-hmm. there's just like craziness going on. Um Mainly because I can't remember part one, you know. Like, <laughs> That's uh, more than the movie. <laughs> no, it is more animated than the movie, but like I just like I can't really remember what happens besides her the very end, which was horrible, and the beginning, which you just reminded me. So okay. like, yeah. Um, but overall, I I don't know. Uh, I overall I still have like mix. Like it's not that great of a movie. I love the visuals though. I mean, it looks good. You can tell they threw money at it. Gotta love the eighties. Uh, yeah, you gotta love the eighties one hundred percent. Yeah, but besides that, I mean, it's I don't know. I, it's it's better than other movies. They still do better in animated. I, I hate to say it, but they do. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> is that like a dig D- on your own DC. self? Yeah. Um, no, DC does better than animated stuff. Yeah, they do. I just, they really do. Oh, okay. They turn them out like butter, man. Fucking dude, dude, the, fucking, it's so hard to keep up with those. The sentence sounded different in my head. When you said it. Oh, yeah. No, no. I didn't um, mean anything bad about that. But I understand. That. Yeah, I, I just meant like 30. It's, like, it's sad because Marvel does like, such a good job, you know? And like with, with the live action stuff. And, and their, and their animated stuff actually kind of sucks and kind of bland. Their anime does like actually it's hot garbage. <laughs> no, you can't even no find it. Like, that's how trash it is. No, it's pretty right, exactly. And, in comparison yeah. to but the DC. The DC animated stuff? Jesus. Uh, I mean, I yeah, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of trash on DC animated. Also, lately, there's like yeah. lately more trash on there, but it's still like in comparison, night and day. Like it's what you want, like comic wise and shit. So, right. Yeah. right. Uh, okay. Well, carrying on here, uh, I guess with my thing is that I want to start with saying that I this this movie has the same problem as the original Wonder Woman, and now I keep saying the original, but obviously that's what is that. There's movies, right? A female lead? other movies from the past? <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow, You're going to be single for a long time. Um, no, I mean... Um, no, I... I mean, uh, maximize that's that. That's a joke. Other people fucking just know who he is. No, that's fucking right. <laughs> Obviously, he's getting guys that's all fine. Anyway, um, he'll say anything to a joke. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's a, the, it has the same problem as the, the first one where... Um, it has a great start now, the, and but it, and it has a shitty ending. Um, now, this problem is is also is also attributed to a lot of superhero movies, even in the Marvel stuff too. Um, I always had problems with the endings of movie, you know, like the finales of things, the third acts of things. Um, that ha- Wonder Woman, the the first one, had that same problem. It was pretty great all the way, the the, the beginning, the middle. And then up until like the you know basically when the boss fight <laughs> began, I was like, ah, eh, whatever. Uh, it was kind of meh, you know. This movie has a bigger problem because it, the meh started around the middle, and it didn't really stop after that. So it has like uh, the meh to awesome ratio was worse, right? Uh, was higher. So, um, but like yeah, like you guys have been saying, the opening is awesome. I love the first like 30, 40 minutes of this movie. Pretty great. A lot, a lot of fun in there. I would say this movie focuses and um, and really does a good job throughout the whole movie uh, with the visuals, like um, making Wonder Woman's uh, acrobatic lasso driven, you know, insanity, like all the things she can do. Um, it, it almost looks too much like it. Oh, it's almost too like ridiculous, but it doesn't. It's not it's because it's too much fun that it's like I let, I let it go. So maybe it is. Maybe it is. Probably not cartoony to a lot of other people, but it, it was almost cartoony, too cartoony for me. But it wasn't; it just never did it. Like that whole thing at the at this one government federal place. We're not spoiling anything. Else. Uh, that fight scene was pretty cool with those agents. It was kind of fun to me. Um, I love the 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 mall thing it was awesome. I love her as a kid, fucking doing that Olympics thing they were doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then no, it's not my Wi-Fi. And um, anyway, huh. and. I really, I really had fun with a lot of the stuff in this movie. Like, I said, but the, the dialogue is not good, guys. It's the dialogue is really bad. You know what's funny is that I think they, I agree with you one hundred percent. I want to feel like they did like, I thought they were like fucking around with us with the dialogue with like, oh, it's the eighties. We're gonna mess with them, shit. Like, you know, like we're gonna talk in that manner and like a lot of schlocky shit, eighties stuff. And I was just like, 
Uh, and I thought that this was what you were doing with, and I thought Kristen Wiig was doing that like a lot, and it worked out fine. And even Max Lord or whatever, uh, also Pascal was doing also a good job with that. But then it's just like that was like in the beginning, and then it just didn't didn't continue any any better. It didn't get better after that. It was like it was okay in the beginning, and then they just kept doing it, and I was like, it's not working, guys. Yeah, I agree with you. Hmm. Yeah, that was really bad. Um, and uh, and the story wasn't just fully fleshed out as I wanted it to, I guess, or better. And uh, you know, just that combination made it bad. But like I said, the visuals, the choreography, the direction, all that worked for me. All that worked for me. Um, uh, and I have some. I have problems with Max Lord. That's his name, right? Max Lord. Yeah, Max Lord. Um, I have problems with him. I, I uh, and, and and I think this is part of the of the theme for the movie, like the thesis, like, you know, all these movies kind of tend to be like, you know, metaphors for real life, some problem in real life, right. Or a type of toxic people in real life. Right. Uh, and I think the thing here is greed. Um, right. Never, never thinking you never have enough or you thinking you never have, uh, more than you actually have, which is a lot already. And people don't focus on that because I think that's Max Lord's problem as well as, um, Kristen Wiig's problem. And actually, uh, Diane's problem, you know, Wonder Woman's in, in, in some smaller way. Um, yeah, so I think that's like the general theme of the movie. And I think it just goes overboard, too over. I was just, I couldn't, I just couldn't buy it and I didn't care. Um, I had that problem with Max Lord the most. Yeah. But before carrying on too far, um, I would say if we can get into spoilers now, we can then further discuss some of these details, especially that third act. Um, are you guys cool with that? You guys want to mention or talk about something else in the movie? that you want to talk about now? Not everyone at once. I'm good to go to the third act. I don't know what Luke, how Luke feels. I already uh, got something. I like the 80s. That's all. <laughs> it, needs, it needs more th- synthesizer, uh, though. I would say that uh, the 80s uh, stuff, I expected the, I expected to cringe or, like, groan um, if they were going to put, like, a They didn't shit. overdo it. They, uh, well, yeah, I was going to say that. I was just what I was getting to. Is that I thought they were going to overdo it with the music. Because a lot of movies, when they do period pieces, especially about the 80s, right? And I guess kind of like Miss Marvel with the 90s, because it was set in the 90s. Like, they overdid it with the music. I'm like, Jesus, I get it. I get the decade you're in. I get it. I get it. Um, uh, this movie didn't do that. I mean, it, it did it with other stuff, right? With the visual stuff, with the, the clothing especially, right? Mm-hmm. There's a whole scene with just fucking clothes. Um <laughs> So I guess yeah. in that sense, it maybe overdoes it, but it didn't feel that bad to me because they didn't focus on the music, and I'm glad it didn't fucking do it. So that was a, that was a plus for the movie. Anyway, so spoilers for Wonder Woman 1984 starting right now. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. for rules the answer is always more the way i fly they will never find us i forgot to tell you what radar will they will they shoot at us What did you do? 
not so keen on this one. I figure uh, you are, but you know what? I'm ready to go. I think we can do better. Parachute pants? Yeah. Um... Does, it, does everybody parachute now? All right. So, um, what is your biggest gripe, Luke? You feel uh, when the whole thing was done? Um, let's see. The cheetah character sucked. She was maybe on screen for like a handful of minutes as the cheetah. Oh, I see. You wanted her uh, Pedro to be Pass cheetah calls... longer. Yeah, it just seems like it, that was very rushed. Uh, I don't know. Pedro Pascal's performance was just not there for me for the character. I just did not. And we know he can act. Yeah, he can. I don't know why. It just it just did not work for me at all. It was very mm-hmm. cringy watching him, you know, try to do that whole thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ralph, what about Those you? My two biggest gripes. And it's long. They could have definitely cut out like a couple. <laughs> oh yeah, it's two hours and thirty minutes. It does not, not it does not need to be that long. Two hours max, yeah. I would say. I think so too. Anyway, uh, Ralph, what about you? What was your biggest uh, beef with the with the film there, especially towards? Uh, the end? I don't know that the world basically is ending like dead, dead, and then it just all reverts back like nothing happened. Like I don't right, know, that's also very that's very stupid. comic booky, isn't it? I right, did, it is comic booky, but it didn't like it didn't it didn't make sense to what was going on. Well, it doesn't like, translate it, to it cinema. Movie, to, like, that's good. Maybe it just didn't translate. Yeah, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And it just did feel very like she was useless. You know, like she only got lucky or something. Like it was just really weird. It was mm-hmm. uh, like that armor was useless that she had that she used for ten seconds and was useless. And then the uh, what's it called? The whole like last scene where she was still losing her abilities even though she had already rescinded her thing. I don't know. It was just like really weird. Like a lot of like, a lot of stuff in the end was just like really messy. Um, got to wrap it up. There was well, yeah. There was like a lot of stuff going on, and I was like. I, I, I get you guys are just trying to wrap this up, but I was like, dude, I don't know. Like, you've spent two and a half hours doing this. Like, <laughs> I'll do better. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like, it was just underwhelming. Um, and it sucks because, like, this twice now it happens uh, where the end is underwhelming in comparison to the rest of the movie. Uh, it's just like they don't know how to wrap up a, a superhero movie. I almost feel like we shouldn't see the fight and we should just see, like, they did everything good. And then, like, you know, like, it would almost be better. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think from, like, the president on, even though the pre- some of the stuff in the president's good, but, like, when he wins the president over, I guess, mm-hmm. um, like, after that, like, it's kind of, like, really downhill. Um, there's good stuff that happens. There's cool stuff that happens. But overall, I just, like, that end, just, like, no bueno, bro. Um, right. And it's just like it's not even very dynamic. I, I I think I really like that sentiment, like yeah. you know, walking it back, trying to like inflict that lesson she learned, having to renounce yeah. her wish of bringing right. back her lover, right? Right. That's it's a nice sentiment to tra- you know tra- uh, to instill that onto the villains, right? Yeah. And then having the villains learn it, and that's what they did. I mean, and when you talk about it like that, it sounds better than it was actually played out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, it is. Right, but uh, uh, yeah, but the the spectacle kind of goes down a bit. Again, the great direction the whole time, but like it feels like yeah. I also feel the same thing where Luke said about two little cheetah there at the end there. Um, not that I I didn't know there was another metamorphosis to her. By the way, I did not know she was going to go because I don't know nothing about cheetah. You know, so I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't know there was going to be another another level up 
I thought that was going to be her already. And then she'd have to fight someone. Wonder Woman would have to fight someone that's equal to her power because that's the whole premise of, of uh, she does wish, right? That she wanted to be like Diane, right? And right. so, why, I mean, that's, that's like doppelganger material. That, that could have been potentially much more badass if they played it right. Like the idea of fighting someone that, uh, you know, like the, the irresponsibility of being around people that can take your power, even if it's some sort of like wish that no you can never predict. You know, it's just kind of a cool thing to, to, to play with. But the movie never goes there, and then she transforms again or whatever. So, not a big, not a big deal. But I think she she definitely like <laughs> traded down on that cheetah power because I, I think she would have been better as Diane's power or whatever that was. You know, I don't know, whatever. But that's, that's just like minutia stuff. That's just that's just geek shit. Um, ultimately, uh, but yeah, same problem. And I, I think that um, I think I was I I liked how little and. And yet, I didn't like how little Chris Pine was in the movie. Um, because you know we get the whole opening. It's another. It's a good twenty minutes before he. I think maybe thirty minutes before he shows up, and he's gone well before the third act insanity, right? Because yep. that's the lesson she has to learn to get her power back, right? Um, well, not just to get her power, but just to correct the wrong and uh, unnatural thing, right? And it was almost too little. Um, because like, I like, I like Chris Pine. I like, I like both of them together. I like, they seem to have something in there. Um, maybe it's just the actors being really good at doing that kind of thing in general. I don't know. Uh, oh, they're both so charming. Maybe it works out that way. I don't know, but I like them together. I liked, I remember that was the best stuff I liked in the first movie. So I was like all over that, you know? Um, and then when he left, I was like, yeah, I think it's a good time to just like get out before we want you out kind of feel. But I also wanted kind of more of him. Yeah, it was very like abrupt. Like, okay, and now he's right, gone. right. He just like runs away from him and then denounces him, and he and just like, we don't even see him disappear. He just right. disappears. And I was wondering, I'm like, I'm like, wait, are they going to show him again? Is he gone? Like, what right. happens to him? Where's my? Right. And, and that, that could just be me getting used to some sort of cinema thing that I'm not, you know, I'm not like I'm just jonesing for. I don't know what it could be. I'm just talking about it here as I'm thinking it. Um, you, you know what I think was underwhelming. Um, hmm. Was uh, you brought up the whole like, like what's the point of like the lesson learned or the lesson she teaches to the villains or whatever, right? Um, and I think it's that message should have been more clear to the audience, and it should have been like, oh, this is because they mentioned who the god is. The god is this person, and this this god likes to do bad things, and that's all they mentioned once they figured it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, why don't why don't you just like lean into that. Why don't you lean into like, well, this is this God and this is, this God does this. And the only way to get away from it is doing this. And is yes, it, it, like we have to, like, I felt like if they, if they focused on that a little bit more, it would like, even her, like trying to like convince some random guy that he talked to, like, you know, to part the, this, what's it called? People move out of the way from the seven, like the seven sea or like the red sea or whatever. Right. Somebody, any random person that he granted a wish for. Right. Even right. if she was like trying to help somebody out or something like that was like the thing that like she wanted to figure out how to fix how to fix it without their, without their just not killing the person, right? Because like she fixed it on her own by sending her own wish, right? So mm-hmm. she was like she maybe she was trying to see if she can fix like by sending the wish by teaching it that way. I don't know if it would have would have worked better or not. I or it would have been like at least a different approach than just like kill smash things and I blow, you know and I win. Kind of, kind of scenario, um, 
but I feel like they didn't do enough. Like they they're not doing enough to try. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like any other or they didn't enough to explain. They just said like, well, this is what it is. All right, well, fuck it, let's go. And I'm like, well, you just spent like half, like thirty minutes or forty minutes, like talking about what to do here, and you just get to this thing, and that's it. You just don't care anymore. Like once, once you found out that it's a god, what was so important about figuring out who it was if it didn't matter? Mm-hmm. And that's like the reality of the situation is like we're spending a lot of time on like what's what's important here, and it doesn't matter to them in the end. And it doesn't matter to the audience. So you just like, we just went down a rabbit hole. And then it's like, oh yeah, it was a rabbit hole. You're like, right, but I wanted, I wanted more. Like, and you're like, no, that's, that's all it was. You're like, oh, well. You only get one. <laughs> it's just like, it's just so weird. Like, I just felt like, I, that's, I don't know. That's the, that's like literally the problem with like, I have with DC superhero movies. But that's, yeah. yeah. But I would say that um, at least, um, they, at least they were trying something, even if they didn't make it out uh, on that on that front. Because a lot of you know, again, a lot of DC movies don't even try to. Do, do no, it. I get it. They one hundred percent way better than like ninety percent of the it's other. It's so bad that I don't even notice they're trying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> another right. different kind of problem altogether. Right, right. Um, Aren't they releasing like six movies next year though? So are they? I think Jesus so. Christ. Eddie K. Eddie I K. think they're planning like to do like for the next two years, six movies a year. So I assume it's going to be that cyborg dude and Flash probably, right? They're next. They're doing I mean, a Flashpoint I, paradox, I, yeah. I, I think I think Black Flash Adam, could be. I honestly feel like Shazam. Flash and Black Adam could do a really good job for them. Um, Black Adam. Well, mainly because of the actor. Black Adam is what The Rock. Yep. Right. So and I, and I kind of like The Rock is kind of like this like gold like Midas guy right now. Um, not even right now, just in general. Like he doesn't have he doesn't really have bad movies. Even his worst movie isn't that bad of a movie. I don't know about that. Uh, I think so. I don't uh, know about that. Oh, okay, I have to go through them all, but I'm pretty. I'm, there's some bad ones. You have to I'm, I'm positive. All right, I'm go ahead. Look it up. Anyway, oh, the new Batman, Batman also. Yeah, that's the one. Right. Uh, oh, is that with that dude from that? Yes, that one guy. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Right. Vamp. <laughs> right, the vampire. Um, uh, there was another thing I was gonna say uh, earlier. I'm trying. Oh yeah, I liked how also. Um, how even the little bit of of Chris Pine, I've heard of you know Wonder Woman's love coming back for that little bit for what was it a week or so, a month or I don't remember how long it was. Uh, even for that little bit of short time, she, he was able to help her yet again with another facet, right? Like help her like with another element or facet to her powers, and this is flight, um, mm-hmm. right? The the whole thing with flying. Oh. And uh, I actually kind of found that kind of nice. I mean, I, I can see other people having problems with it, but I found it very nice. And a nice the whole flight dish. scene? Yeah, the whole flight scene, and then her at the end, right, leading to her being able to fly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like getting over that fear and being able to hold it in. Yeah, she got some alone time with him finally, you know? She was pining for him all these years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, so you, I, are you just committed to be like a? Uh, are you just committed. To I think this he looked now? it up. I'm 90 percent sure he's nope. on the internet going oh, like, really? nope. I gotta get some puns in here, dude. What can I? Internet do? here is so bad. I'm. I have everything closed off, but this. Okay. Um, so no, no, it's, it's, it's also that's low hanging else. fruit, though. Chris Pine pining for him. I can mix. That's low hanging fruit. You don't need the internet for that. But it's slow hanging fruit. You don't have to go there. You know? Yeah, I know. Oh, I don't go there. I don't even <laughs> think about going there. And I'm the dad. What the fuck? Yeah, he's the dad here. Yeah. What does that say about joke. us? Or 
you look. Um, anyway. He can't wait to be a dad. That's what it is. Clearly. Clearly. I don't know. Oof. Oof is right. I can't even imagine it. Um, okay. So um, how, what do you guys think about this series so far? Like this franchise of Wonder Woman. Do you want to see another like uh, like early 2000s Wonder Woman? Like another one that doesn't lead immediately to the catching up to the present day DC stuff. Do you like this stuff? Do you want to? I mean, would you like to see them go back to like another century? How are they uh, going to bring like Pine that? in again? Well, right. That's the thing. You have to move on from him. If anything, this movie for, says for sure that he's gone. It's there's no way bringing him back again. If they ever think about doing that, whatever meeting they're having out there, producers don't do it. It's so ridiculous. We will not take you seriously anymore in these movies. Um, but anyway, I'm pretty sure they will not bring him back. So, what do you guys feel about that? Like, where do you want the next Wonder Woman to go? Like, do you want her in present day stuff? Like, dealing with present day shit? I mean, I I would, but I don't know what you do with it. Because technically, present day stuff would be current, which we've already seen Batman v Superman stuff. So, what do you do before Batman v Superman? The Snyder and Cut. Af- and after 80s. Shut up. Right. Well, if you want to go after 80s, right? I mean, I mean, it seems like that's the next... Well, because right, like, you want to see her flying, right? The next movie, and yeah. But anything before, right? Doesn't right. Count, right? So obviously, yeah, I, I, I feel like I wouldn't mind seeing something as long as it's not like it, it could be world ending, and that's fine if you want to stick to world ending <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I so do I. Don't get me wrong, but like I don't mind doing it as even if the world doesn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like if she's fighting because she's supposed to fight like gods and shit and Debbie gods a lot of the time. Because mm-hmm. before she partners up with like. Um, the, the Avengers, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> <laughs> the Justice League. I'm so bad. So yeah. sorry. And uh, with before she partners up with the Justice League and everything like that. And even then, obviously, she helps fight like mythical stuff, right? Um, yeah, she's definitely a cosmic. So fight. she's there's no reason why I can't see her partner up with like somebody from what, what's her what's her the, the, the island Demascara, right? Is that, is that the island or somebody from? Some uh, fighting a Hades villain or something, and uh, that that she, you know, thwarts the plot or whatever. And maybe she doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be like we see what happens to the world or whatever. No, she manages to thwart it, so it never happens. But she's there for that. We can see her doing that. Um, maybe more of a just a role with her, or she does partner up with somebody, somebody smaller, somebody something like that. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be a full fledged movie. It could be like a hour and a half, hour forty five movie. Um, with just like her doing something in between after with already some more abilities like flying and shit, but right. before she meets up with Bat- with Batman and Batman v Superman. Yeah. Um, because yeah. technically she's like, cause in Batman v Superman, we have like, she's got her past, she's got pictures of her doing stuff, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that she's been caught. So like, it would make sense to do something that she's not in the public, you know? So I don't know. That would, that would, I would, I would love watching a movie like that, but I don't think they'll do one. Me, honestly. <laughs> Right, no, I'm not saying what you think is going to happen because um, most likely it won't be what we think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because like I've seen these movies in the animated versions, and I think these are one of my favorite movies. But they just they won't translate that because it doesn't. Think, they they think it won't sell. Right, and I mean, I think if you, you do any story right, you can sell anything. But it's I hard, and, right? Harder than other times. Yeah. Um, um, I, I would say on my end, I would like. Some, I mean, the the one thing they will never do is like a close, intimate story. About her Wonder Woman, that will never happen because that, se- that will never sell. But beyond that, I would like to see like um, between the '80s and the present day DC event stuff, the Justice League stuff. Um, I would like to see a story that takes her like outside of Earth, maybe Wonder a different dimensions. 
or a different planet or something like that. You know, the idea of what she can do, the limits of her abilities. Um, I think that could be fun, like having a whole thing where she's gone for a few years doing something else. Um, I don't know if that's even possible. I think it is. I, I don't know if that's her forte. Um, but something that's away from Earth, maybe like maybe just away from the surface. So like Raf mentioned Hades. I'm not saying he is actually underground, but if he is underground, why don't we have a whole thing down there, you know? Um, right. I just feel like we have a lot that we can work with. Right, they right. don't want to work with any of it, though. There are different realms entirely. You don't have to stick with uh, humans and then us trying to, you know, believably find out how much we're in trouble again. You know, I just yeah, seems so well, dumb. One. I just want to, I just want something else. So, but what? We're number one, dude. Humans. Oh, my God. Always got to be about us. Well, we're making the story. So, obviously, you know, how we can't be not self-centered about it. Um, okay. And what about you, Luke? Do you have any anything Facts. on that? On that? Any ideas on, a, on a Wonder Woman 3? I want to know, does she have, like, a passport or an ID? And how does she get it? <laughs> she's, like, she's been on, you know. She's, like, you want a companion, kind of like she's, a book. She's been there for, like, what, 80 years? There's no uh, 1917. So like sixty seven years. Yeah, like obviously she could probably get a fake ID back in the day, but it's getting a little harder, right? Does she have to change her name and identity? I mean, it's that's not really age. It's so but, explainable, even in the movie with one dialogue line by saying yeah. like, "I have all the resources on the planet. Why, why you think I can't? I can get right. multiple passports." Right. But I want to know. Born. Like, no, you don't want to know. That's a, no, that's, you don't want to know. It's no, stupid. It's literally, it's literally a lie. He can, she can say, "I'm Jason Bourne," and everyone will understand. Right, it's the Jason Bourne thing. Right, exactly. That's a good one. Um, right, Jason Bourne. <sighs> He's not born yet. <laughs> He's not born yet. Right. Not no, I think he might have been born at that time. Oh, oh yeah, probably. You're right. It's not a 2000 movie. He was already 30 something. Yeah. Sense. He wasn't but, born. Um, not, but actually, yeah. no. Actually, no. Actually, no. No, no, no. He wasn't born yet because Jason Bourne is not even his real name. It's like something web. So, like, he wasn't born then. Yeah. Bitch. I've seen the movie. Bitch. Science, bitch. Science. Wait, I was, I was quote that dude. Um, anyway. You mean science, bitch? No, just the bitch part because he says bitch in the best parts, you know? Um Okay, we're going to cut the app. This is a, a, nothing else, right, guys? You guys are good with the review now? Uh, yeah. Good. Oh. What? I feel bad for that guy who lost his farm. He had all those cows on the lawn. No, he wished for a farm. It just happened to land in the middle of the yeah, city. It just sucks for him, man. He didn't, he, bad. he didn't lose. He just wished something. Um, a million dollars. I wish all the Irish people were gone. I mean, that was kind of funny. Um, it's kind of funny. But, uh, yeah. Not, I wish not you well dropped that. <laughs> It seems like a lot of wishes will conflict with each other, and then what would actually happen? Um, it's like, yep. I don't know, whatever. You know, that's what I think. That's anyway, what I was thinking right. about the whole time. Yeah, the whole time I was thinking, like, this, yeah, I don't know how this really works. Um, all right, we're going to end the, the review for this. Uh, we're going to end the review for this movie, and uh, we're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we're going to review the next movie slated here, and this is from Disney+, Plus, the latest Pixar film, not in theaters, called Soul. Find out what that's about and stay with us. Music is all I think about. From the moment I wake up in the morning to the moment I fall asleep at night. I was born to play. It's my reason for living. Ooh. 
Huh? What the... This weird. The council. There's a soul missing. Is this heaven? No. Is it H E double hockey sticks? Hell, hell, hell. Quiet coyotes. <laughs> no, it's the great before. A musician who has lost his passion for music, no, he didn't, is transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. I don't mm. know why it's is it an that way. Soul? Anyway. I guess. Kind of. Right? A anyway, this soul? movie huh. is a Pixar movie, so it's an animated flickery-do. And it stars uh, Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, and then after that, it's like uh, Graham Norton, Rachel House, uh, Alice Braga, Richard Ayonade, Ayoade, I don't remember how to pronounce his name from the <laughs> IT crowd. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And then uh, Felicia Rashad, for example. Yeah. So, fun times. Quest Love. Quest Love, isn't this? And this is, uh, let's see, written probably by 10,000 people. Let's see. Peter Doctor, who also directed it as well. He also co-directed it with someone. Uh, Mike Jones also. Ken Powers. All these people, the writers. And then uh, Ken Powers and Pete Doctor are the directors. All right, so yeah, this is the latest Pixar flick, and um, it was probably slated around this time originally as well. Like a, it was going to be like a November December release. Uh, obviously, theatrically is what they had in mind. Pixar usually releases, if not one, two uh, feature films every year, um, and I think that they totally had this one slated to be their their crown jewel, right, of the year, as far as. Um, Movie making. Um, so, yeah. So, with that in mind, Roth, what did you think of this movie? Ah, figured it was coming to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I think of this movie? Well, I still think Pixar does like almost no wrong. I said almost. Um, <laughs> no one said anything. And before you say anything. Right. Anyways, right. Uh, I thought it was a great movie, man, honestly. Um, since one of that Pixar magic movies, of course. Um, I had a great time watching it. I was very enthralled through the whole um, movie. Uh, I already forgot. Hour and 40 minutes, I guess. Hour and a half, 10 minutes of credits and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man. And uh, my kid liked it a lot. He was into it. I liked the themes of it. Um, and uh, I, I, mean, I, I just thought it worked overall. It was a movie that I was like, I remember, I thought they were capitalizing on, um, what's that other one? Um, the one with the the, the feelings. Um, oh, uh, inside out. Uh, inside yeah, out. Inside yeah, out. I felt like they were capitalizing on that, like on that style, which they kind of are. But uh, I just felt like it was going to be hokey, right? I was like, oh, they're just making so like they're just fucking running out of shit, right? Because um, it feels like that, <laughs> but it, it was like it's still really good. And I was like, which is good for me. I had like very very little expectations going in for this movie, even though it's Pixar. I'm, I still had very little expectations, um, which uh, turned out to be good on my end because I really did like this movie, and I'm glad that we kind of switched it for whatever we were going to watch before. The next, um, yeah. sure, sure, yeah, whatever. Um, and uh, it's movies not existent in my book right now, so uh, it's all about soul. And uh, my kid loved it. My wife, I think, 
I think she watched it. I don't know. She was on her computer, so probably not. But <laughs> uh, my kid liked it a lot, and uh, he got emotional at the very end as well. Um, that I had to explain to him that you know feelings are stuff that you can feel, and you know <laughs> feelings are things you. Right, you know what I mean. Right, don't end up uh, like Uncle Oscar. <laughs> right, right, don't end up like Uncle Oscar, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, or it was good, either. it was good. It was a, yeah, especially, but we already had that conversation so a long time ago. Um, right. So yeah, and I was telling him, you know, it's okay to cry and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good movie, and I really enjoyed it. And I hope uh, everyone bears the same exact feelings, because if not, there's going to be uh, hands. <laughs> All I'm saying hands. is, you bottom hands, no. up. And you throw hands at a hooker that you ran and beat the shit out of her. <laughs> that's the uh, Adrian method. Like, you uh, go beat up hookers. It doesn't sound weird saying hookers on a review of Soul. It, a lot. Very weird, by the way. Yeah. I would say uh, um, that this movie uh, worked for me as well. I didn't love it. Like, I didn't love it like the way I love Coco or Inside Out or, or, or you know, Finding Nemo. But I really, really did enjoy it. It wasn't as it wasn't the good dinosaur. It wasn't Cars or Cars Two or Cars Three, for that matter. Um, <laughs> I actually haven't know. seen Two, Three, and Good Dinosaur. That's Are a lie. Know? I'm pretty sure you've seen Three. Are I you think sure? You've seen Three. I also didn't like Brave so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, anyway, so I, I Soul is definitely on their higher end for sure. I liked it a lot. Um, I feel like I was a. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about this maybe more later. Maybe in the in the discussion, uh, I'll, I'll be reminded exactly where. But I feel like I was a little lost on the um, on the rules of this metaphysical world kind of thing. Like I felt like I was a little lost trying to keep up with what is going on. Why are things happening this way? Why does this have to happen this way, or whatever? Or they maybe made a few shortcuts based on the on the ground rules they tried setting up earlier. That just you know they just needed to do to make all the feels land just right. You know. Um, but all that doesn't it doesn't matter as much because, uh, like I said, it I liked it and I liked it because they landed all those emotional beats uh, just right because that's what Pixar is and beyond their technical ability of making awesome you know animated stuff is that they know how to work those beats you know they're like uh, I don't know there's just a real heartstring machine over there uh, they're usually pretty great at that even their worst movie has like at least one of those moments you know so like. Um, yeah, yeah, they really are. And this movie has that in spades for sure. And I have always admired jazz from afar. I've never known that much about jazz, honestly. And I, this movie is—I'm not saying nothing to do with jazz, but it, it's surprising. I was surprised how little it is due to like how much little it is in there. It's in there, like I'm sure in the soundtrack, yeah. but um, but it's not like well, it's like a double entendre with like you need soul to play jazz. Right, right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that completely. Solo. That's actually why. I, I, so yeah. I remember in the trailer. I thought sure. of that when I saw this trailer last year. So I thought of that too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, but uh, it's it's really jazz as a placeholder for you know insert your passion here, right? It's really what it is. Yeah, and uh, as an as an analogy for the movie itself, not like about jazz. Uh, so I was a little surprised by that, not in a bad way, in a good way. And uh, I was just I was in it for the ride, man. I was enjoying it. I thought it was. Um, very wholesome. It's a very wholesome movie as well, which is obviously not a bad thing at all. It doesn't have like supreme horror ideals, like the opening of Finding Nemo with all the babies and the wife dying. Um, doesn't have that, but it does have Spoiler. Con- the concept and the topic of death. It definitely is in here, even if it isn't directly talked about. It is shown and it is dealt with. I just I kind of wish in a bigger way, but death isn't part of the movie. I mean, it's part of the movie, but it's not part of its main thesis either. So yeah. it's kind of hard to, like, it manages to 
walk around it in the movie. If 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 they were trying to avoid it, I think they successfully tried. They successfully avoided it. Um, talking about death, right, and, and all the all the things that go with death, uh, it does avoid it if that's what it's trying to do. If not, then I think it failed because <laughs> they really walked around it. Um, but yeah, like I said, I have some, some minor things here and there. No, I, um, I, think they did a good, they, I think they did it on purpose to like kind of focus in on the point of uh, what's the point of life, kind of like right, right. No, no, yeah, it's not. It's the opposite about death. It's not about death. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why. That's why I think they kind of avoided talking about it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm saying just in case, like, for all I know, that fucking side of one hundred percent. So many yeah. viewers out there is going to be like, "Oh yeah, we meant to talk about that." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh well, then you fucked it up." Um, anyway, so that's how I feel about the movie. <laughs> Luke, soul. What do yes. you think? Do you have a soul? I dug it. It's kind of. Do, yeah. do you have a soul? I like it. Sure, it's there somewhere. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's. Uh, not their top tier, but it's not the, you know, Cars 2, 3 tier. <laughs> it's, not, it's definitely up in the higher middles. Probably like... Honestly, the, okay. So what do you think of the is, is this deja vu? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> what do you think of the um, idea that Pixar made all the Cars movies just so people can say, it's not as bad as Cars? <laughs> hey, you know, I think... Uh, they can't I all think... be home runs. Right, I think I think honestly, Disney was like, guys, this is gonna make us a shit ton of money. You guys need to make more movies, and they're like, yeah, but we don't want to though. And they're like, no, I, you guys just need to make more movies. And they're like, ah, you, you said you wanted to be director, right? All right, fuck it, go go do go do Cars too. And I think that's like literally what happened. Well, how sad is it that Cars, the Cars franchise, has made them more money than? I mean, maybe not as much as Toy Story, but otherwise, yes, it sells. Yeah, it's it it's sells. toys. It's things that you can sell. Well, yeah, you can make a line of toys. I mean, for it's, that. Sad. it's sad. <laughs> it is a little sad, but at the same time, they're not horrible. They're not horrendous movies. You know what I'm saying? It's just for pretty, the tier. No, they're pretty horrible. No, they're pretty bad. No, they're not. They're not that. Like, compared, dude, dude, cars, I've dude seen, they I've torture seen. a car, and they, and they, and the kid <laughs> no, have to I, think about I, the ramifications of seeing I, a car I, I, tortured uh, on screen. Hey, just don't <laughs> don't think about it that way. It's like no, it's bad. Lego it's, people living in houses made of their flesh. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's also. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be myself again because I I just can't. <laughs> It's Anyways, really no, fucked up, it. guys. Um, is... You did mention a lack of jazz music, which I'm not a big jazz person, but usually when they play it in like a movie or something, I enjoy it, but I've never gotten into it. So, yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Right. I feel the same way about jazz. Like it's not uh, a lot of jazz music. Yeah. I, just, I don't know much about it. I have always admired it. Like I, I never, I don't, don't actively hate it the way I do like, um, what do I hate? I don't know. All of Oscar's favorite actors or favorite <laughs> characters in shows and movies like jazz. So he's always been interested in it. Mm. Uh, I don't think Makes so. him feel more that's cultured. true. I don't, I don't think know. So. I just threw something out. Well, you know, knowing about all different things that you don't are not used to is what makes you cultured. So, yes. But, Actually, that um, is very much true. That's like the whole point I mean, of that. That's how that works. If you I just like the one, the two, three things that you like and you just follow that. <laughs> the upright face. That's so <laughs> specific. That's what what is what he uses. What That's do fine. He says, "I do love the upright bass and jazz." Yeah. It's like, okay. Oh, you mean the way it looks? No, like the sound of it too. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. So, all right. So, instrument right there. So, anyway, did you get the feels, Luke? Is what we're basically trying to ask. Uh, <laughs> That's fucking no. <laughs> I don't remember, but I don't think so. Okay, that means no. 
See, if you don't remember that. Yeah, I, I, right. If you don't remember a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I was more like curious at the end, like, what's the point of that last badge thing that they're supposed to get before they can go to Earth if it wasn't, you know, music for him or whatever? What is it? Is it teaching? Like, that, that, that actually bothered me a lot more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that they were going to do something with the teaching, like, come back to it in some fashion because, um, you know, there was some success with the teaching with that one with that one student of his right um, well the one that became the drummer right and then the other one that was showing potential right the two right and then two then two students right mm-hmm. uh, and i really I, thought i was being not clever because it was kind of obvious too but i thought like, i think i thought i nailed it earlier in the movie thinking that they're gonna like do maybe do both Right or 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 or, or re- he realizes some other passion, but no, the whole movie is like no, no, no. It's not about what you like doing. It's about what you know. It's a it's a different question, right? It's yeah. not the right. It's a different thing. He thinks it's one I, thing. I mean, it was pretty Even obvious. I think it's one thing. I don't know. Right. So, what did you get most out of the movie, Luke? Would you say? Hmm. I think it was like that. I don't know if it, I got the right message that like. <laughs> Our passion isn't always going to be like what we end up doing, I guess. Hmm. No, I think that's in the movie. I don't think it's their main thing, but I think it's in mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think, you know, Sling and Coffee is your passion, Oscar. I don't think coffee is my passion. You might like but... it. <laughs> yeah, I do like it. Stuff in my I passion. think you have, I think movie making might be more of your passion versus yeah. your occupation. I would say so. Yeah. That's obvious by my doing a podcast about <laughs> critiquing movies than it is about a podcast. We about should make making a coffee them. podcast. Oh, like that hasn't been done before. Um, and I wouldn't know where to begin with that one. I have no idea. Give me a pitch, me an outline. Um, Imagine this uh, a guy, me, what? don't drink coffee, talks about <laughs> coffee. Okay. <laughs> I really let that one breathe. I'm sorry. I'd rather do, <laughs> I'd rather do a show about maybe, maybe I'm discovering my new passion for coffee. No, no you're not. No, you're not. No. Your passion is being a sloth. I mean, I, he's just going to be like, yeah, McDonald's coffee is the best coffee. Oh. No, 7 Eleven. Come on. Fucking. I'm not a Speedway coffee. I'm not a heathen. 7 Eleven all day, every day. Uh, By the way, I'm always tempted to use your points at 7-Eleven before we keep going away from this topic further. Oh, further. please do. This they're about the to way- expire. There's no 7-Elevens by me, so they're going to expire in a month. Use them up. Anyway. Um, rank them up. Right, rank them up. I think the... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't... Uh, I I really like how it felt like this movie. Um, what's the main dude's name? I, I already forgot. Who? The teacher, the jazz dude, Joe. Um, is it Joe? Yeah, it's yeah. Joe. Uh, Joe, I do. It does feel like we get like a very good and kind of like subtle, in a subtle way. The movie kind of shows us um, a very complete, full version of what his life was or is before, you know, being, I guess, killed or getting dead. Um, <laughs> getting dead. Getting dead, right? It's like you 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 possess something called death. Um, anyway, um, I think that uh, I think the movie does a really good way of like with little things, like from um, seeing the mother and seeing how 
the mother talks to him slash the aunt slash is you know the first scene you see him in the classroom slash you know the way he you know thinks about when he talks about the attire he has to wear when he's about talking about the second meeting with that famous jazz singer and player Dorothea. Um, uh, Dorothea, right? And all this stuff, I think it does, it very subtly shows us a lot of what, what makes Joe, Joe, um, in a very comprehensive, like, very nice way. It doesn't ever bring itself attention too much. And they use, um, like, the plot of the movie is uses his life to further, like, you know, progress a story, but at the same time, kind of shows us what Joe is about, you know? And I really like that stuff. It's a very good character, is what I'm talking about here. They very good character work, and uh, they really did not. They really did a really fine job with the story lining and stuff, the storyboarding or whatever you want to call it, the story, the fucking story. Um, so yeah, a really big kudos for that in the movie. What do we have to think about Tina Fey's character, uh, number twenty two? Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. twenty two. Um, yeah, I didn't. Even uh, that was Tina Fey. Well, I like that. We I didn't know either. Both were actors. Yeah. You didn't know who? I didn't know Jamie Foxx. Was, I, I couldn't pin his voice, and I couldn't pin Tina Fey's voice either. The whole movie. So, what I what I actually liked about like the, the whole um, voices thing is that when we get introduced to twenty two, and she's got a girl's voice, and uh, Joe's like, "Oh, hey, you're a girl." He's like, "Nah, not really anything." Like. I can be a guy, I can be this, and then changes all the tones and everything like that. Um, to be like, uh, I could be sound like a dude or whatever, or a little kid or vice versa, right? Uh, and I was like, oh, that's actually, that makes sense. It's just like whatever they're comfortable using, I guess, or whatever your brain is comfortable understanding. Um, and that was like kind of a cool little aspect of it. Uh, but I do agree with you, but like Jamie Foxx, I didn't, I, I knew he was in the movie, and I just didn't know it was him. Uh, when he gets frustrated, that's when you can tell it's him, though. When he starts getting like very excited or very oh, yeah. frustrated, yeah, like, maybe right. A little box in there, one hundred percent. And um, yeah, and Tina Fey, Tina Fey. So I mean, that's what it is. But uh, besides that, uh, I'm very lost. That you guys are lost. That what like the points of the movie was. Um, I don't. know. That'll be for spoilers, but we won't get there. Um, I just feel like. Like, did you guys pay attention? Sure. <laughs> I can probably attest and, and say safely that Lucas bought on his phone the whole time. Um, no, I was not. Or on your laptop. Either way, it counts. That's actually worse. Um, I was watching. He was sitting the furthest possible away on his small-ass TV. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge my habits. I no, I was just I was just talking about the uh, the conflict with the with the whole thing with the rules and stuff. I kind of felt confusing. I'm not talking about the... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, the rules were. Yeah, I agree with with the rules that they set them for themselves, and I feel like yeah, they, it was all bendable whenever they wanted it to bend. Right. That's um, what, it yeah, no, that's, confusing. That's, that's exactly what like that's what I came out to the conclusion with also because I at first I was like, hey, what are they doing? Why are they? And I was like, oh, they can just do whatever they want. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. Well, this is like so metaphysical. <laughs> so, um, who can say? All right, so let's get into spoilers, I think, for Soul, uh, just right. to be more free about it, starting right now.
Uh, s sorry, I zoned out a little back there. <laughs> Joe Gardner, where have you been? I've been uh, teaching middle school band, uh, uh, but on the weekends I... You got a suit? I... Get a suit, Teach. A good suit. Back here tonight, first show's at nine, sound checks at seven. We'll see how you do. All right, so um, so are our souls comparable to cat souls that we can go inside a cat? And what happened to the cat soul when he entered the cat? The cat died. Was, did you get that? Went to he got he oh, got that's fucking right. he did yeah he shirt, you know yeah but no well, no but when he left the cat right mm-hmm. yeah what happened to the cat then what happened that to the cat after that dropped that oh, well, probably dropped that yeah so horrible yeah. well then he show it just became like a void. No, no a serial more, uh, killer cat. No <laughs> empathy. No. <laughs> so, that's so sociopath. Yeah. Um, I've been watching Supernatural, and then when there's no soul in your body, you be, you basically are just a, a fucking sociopath. Um, that's the rules in that. Spoiler. Yeah. Shut up. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I guess that's a good question. Maybe not the most pertinent question, Luke. Um. Okay, it, it bothered me so okay well what it. bothers me is what were you lost on in this movie yeah what were you lost on I don't get it like you yeah. said help us help you yes me yeah, what what do you mean I don't know I really don't do you believe in this all sure I'm sure it's something like that <laughs> how, how else does the door open at the Seven Eleven? oh my god what if oh I- my god <laughs> That's so stupid. That's just a body math. Your weight doesn't mean anything. It's another Simpsons reference. To the it is. Yeah, it's another one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I guess like uh, I'll talk about the ending because I remember you guys were talking about it at the beginning of it. Uh, the he lives, but it's no, he's dead. Um, he. Uh, so like, what's the point of like the sticker? Right, the last like mm-hmm. thing. The, the and, last- Boy Scout badge, whatever. And it and it's it's being ready to go. It's being ready to live a life. And twenty two was never ready for any of that. You know, uh, you saw literally saw everything in the what they called the the hall of everything or whatever it was called, right? Um, and you tried everything out or whatever, and you did everything, and then you saw until until she or the soul itself, whatever, lived through Joe's soul, through Joe's body and seeing that how earth can be or how living can be more than likely and how just like it's enthralling, I guess, to a certain extent. Uh, if you, at least you see it through uh, 22's point of, point of view. Um, that's when 22 was ready to live and that's when the, the sticker was ready. And that's the thing, the whole thing about that sticker was just it's once you're ready to actually go and she was never ready, and I just say she because it's Tina Fey's character in the voicing. But she was never ready to go for the fact that she was just she never wanted. She was very comfortable and didn't want change. You know, obviously the twenty the twenty second soul in comparison to the they, they make that reference with like the one billion or seven billion whatever number they're on. How many souls have already been through? And she's like number twenty two. Like what the fuck did you been here forever? You know. Uh, and she was never ready to go. She was never ready for that change. She never wanted to make that, 
deep. Um, and yeah. it and it took that experience that no one could give her, but that was I think was like almost Joe's uh, what's it called the point in life was to not that anybody has a specific point or a passion, but I think the passion was to make others uh, what's it called uh, understand their passion. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why he was good as a teacher. Maybe he didn't want to be a teacher, but he didn't need to be a teacher to tell somebody that their passion was that. He just needed to be able to like give them that push and that nudge and show the right people, like the kid, the drummer who gives them the who gets them the gig, right? Like the girl with the trombone who's just really good at it, um, and also like you know, like, obviously can do good. She's just and she wants to keep training, but she doesn't want to because she's a kid at the same time. Like that's, I feel like that was his point, not jazz. Jazz just happened to be what he used as a conduit to like, you know, get with these kids and, you know, kind of like life lessons shit. Uh, but yeah, it was like always being ready. I think that's what, it, that's, that's what the sticker was for. That's at least that's how I interpreted it. I don't know. No, I think that's a, a super accurate interpretation. That's deep man. No, that's. A, I mean, that's. I mean, it, I think it's pretty black and white on that. Um, I mean, sure, I mean, maybe I, someone else can think of a different thing, but I, I don't see it differently either from what Ruff said. Um, and it, it is. It is kind of. Uh, it's weird slash funny that she's only the twenty second soul. That's yeah. It's definitely interesting to think about. She's been up there uh, for hundreds of thousands of years or whatever <laughs> until uh, um, until present um, day to come down. Um, I don't know. That's not what the Bible says. Nope, uh, but we're not, we're gonna we're gonna stay away from that sticky wicket, okay? We're gonna stay away from that one, um, and say instead that um, what I found kind of like funny is that uh, like all this all this trouble of getting a soul prepared and willing to go down right and live a life on Earth, um, and yet you know we kind of forget that because the whole point of the they even mentioned in the movie like an offhanded thing about like the two three years of of, of like silence from a baby to a toddler that occurs with a new soul with a newborn that is like like is treasured up there um i don't remember at one context that we're talking about but essentially is that it's like it's like all this stuff she learns she has to relearn on earth and i'm like what's even the point of that um i think uh i think maybe there i mean i think the point is supposed to be just more like in thought not like in reality but I just kind of found that kind of funny because it feels like a it feels like a weird mix of conflicting ideas, um, a little bit, not like a lot. It's just like a mentioned thing. Like it's it's, it's just stupid detail. Um, but I thought of that too when I was watching it. Um, besides that, though, uh, I think do you guys think that the movie chickened out of uh, having uh, Joe actually die at the end? Um, I mean, it would have been a bummer. I, mean, I think we all knew that though, didn't we? We all knew that he wasn't going to die? That he was going to die. But he didn't. Did he? What do you mean he didn't? He didn't, eh? I thought he walked yeah. out of the thing and... He was ready to go and die and save 22 to give her... Yeah, he didn't right. die. Right. They, t- and then the, the guy distracted Terry and he flipped the thing to... Right. To the abacus, right? 
tricked uh, the abacus into thinking that he has a counted soul or whatever. Right. So like he technically did die, but then he got back into it, right? Right. He got, in the thing, he didn't die. He came back, right? Right right, 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 right. Like, but he did die the moment he like. Okay, left. Yeah, okay. I was confused. I'm like, is there a different ending that I missed? No, 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 no. Like, yeah, no, no. Okay, so like, he okay. did die because yes, he, he gave up. Yeah. He gave up the badge, right? And he didn't stay dead. Is my point. He didn't stay dead. You think the movie chickened out? I, I feel like it shouldn't have. I agree with you, um, but I also felt like it was like a whims. It's a kid. It's a kids movie, also. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it for doing that either. I'm not like, saying it should have placated us. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the movie still did it in a whimsical way with like, oh, hey, you know, look, hey, look over there. And then they just move the number. Like, how do you not notice? Like, what the fuck? You know, right. dumb shit like that. So, like, I thought it was still, f- yeah, I, I do think they took it out 100%. I think they should have just let him die and it would have been like, well, that was her soul. And he was just meant to die at that time. It is what it is. It sucks. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I, I think he was ready for that too. But at the same time, like how it ended, it wasn't a bad you know, wasn't a bad way either. I didn't. No, hate it, the it was a very nice way of chickening out. <laughs> no, of course it was. Yeah. Um, I would say though, I think it had they did it, had they do it, you know, did that, they went through went through the whole thing and have them actually die and come up with you know f- feel that out. Um, this movie staying power in my life would have been extraordinary. Oh man, that would have been awesome. Well, Sacrifice I mean, awesome himself so that another one still can get a chance. Right, and it makes also that third act even better. I'm not saying I wasn't talking about that, but yeah, that even no. makes that more more meaningful, right? But uh, beyond that, the nature of it, addressing it that way, and having that being the the period slash ellipses because 22 is also alive and willing to be on Earth now because it's still positive and the other way, it's life and death at the same time. I think all that would have yeah. worked so much more. I, like I it agree. Would've, it would have been, it, it would have made, it would have been on the top tier. Hundred percent, top tier. It, yeah, I agree. But at the same you time, know? like I, I, like I said, it's like, dude, it's a kids movie. Like, there's a lot of explaining. Yeah, but they do, a lot kind of things, uh, uh, <laughs> definitely in other movies. Um, no, I get it. I, I get don't know it. what made them stop this time. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, that's, um, that's my well, main gripe with the movie that I want to support. My wife had an interesting theory hmm. that uh, she said that that's. Uh, What's it called? Uh, she had like a random little, and I I dismissed it immediately. But <laughs> she said that it was uh, the soul of twenty two was going to be her daughter or his daughter, Joe's daughter, or Joe's kid. And I was like, uh, "Well, that's interesting. I guess if you look look at it that way, I yeah. Go, I guess if they have to connect, right? Right. If they had to connect, because like, I guess like they were like kind of like very um, in tune with each other, I guess." Um, and stuff like that, and she like helped him out. But I was like, I don't think so. I think it's just like I kind of like dismissed her a lot. I was like, nah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but I was like, oh, okay. I, I get. I, I thinking about it. I was like, I mean, I guess, but it doesn't have to all connect like that. I mean, I'm glad the movie didn't go there. Honestly, no, I'm, I'm glad official. also. Uh, that yeah. would have been too much. I think it's a little too. I don't know. Whatever. Not everything has to be in Brooklyn, guys. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's the main thing I want to talk about. But yeah, otherwise, I still got the feels of the ending. I still got all that. I um, very good lesson. I wish I was kind of wish I was a kid watching this for the first time, kind of see what I would think about it. Then, um, who knows, right? But um, yeah, I, as an adult, though, I totally I can see myself watching this movie again too. It's not like, like I said; it's, it's definitely one of the better ones, and it's uh, I really enjoyed it. But that's basically all I have. And I mean, I'm sure there's details and great things that I haven't thought of to talk about yet. But um, Especially there's a lot of world building stuff that we haven't really talked about. I don't know if you guys want to get into that. Uh the world building nature of it, like the like that sign twirler guy. 
um, you know, how he's able to fucking just go wherever, <laughs> go to the to the realm of the Forgotten or whatever and help him in that pirate ship. Like, oh, uh, and Moon Child something? He, yeah, I forgot. The hippie guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, Moonwind. Moonwind. Okay, sure. Moonwind, yeah. No, I'm looking at it right here. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I mean, sure. I mean, sure. It could have been anything you said. <laughs> moon something. <laughs> moon yeah. wave, moon particle. I, 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 thought, moon it, I, thought, I thought it was funny. Like, he just, they just, like, reached this uh, state of, like, uh, meditation that they can get there. Yeah. Right? It was, I, thought it was, I thought it was actually really funny and cool. But he's just, like, he's so zen in that moment because he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> Right, yeah, you can just you can just be on a street corner somewhere and completely zone out right. to do this thing. Um, was kind of funny, and I really, I kind of like that bit. It also says something more about the mental state, like healthiness of someone. Like if yeah. you have achieved some sort of mental healthiness state, you can do this. And it kind of, and it's not like the, it's not by far not anywhere near the top three points of the movie. But I can see a kid like figuring that out for themselves. You know, if they watch this movie. Um, maybe it won't, maybe someday kind of thing, you know, like it sticks in your mind. Um, but anything else you guys want to talk about and, and about soul? <clears throat> uh, cat. Nope. Poor cat. Enough with the cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Putting a moratorium on talking about the cat from now on. Um, Ralph, were you going to say something? No, Did no, you guys no, watch no, the short film? Actually, well, okay, well, okay, well, see, now you're spoiling something because it's yeah, going to be in the recent discoveries, and now people know that we recorded this you, first. Like, yeah. You've, how did you not think you've, about that? You've what done you, this. Like, how do you not the move the fucking <laughs> magic of editing? What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? <laughs> that, that's on Oscar now, I guess. Uh, no, I'm not editing it out. Nah, it's all shit. It's it's everything's in here. Yeah. I'm already editing the shit out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, use your... Imagination. Right, imagination. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I, don't, I don't feel right making him laugh. <laughs> he's laughing because of South Park. That's yeah, but I, you're making him laugh. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's not my fault. Yeah, you said it, didn't you? Yeah, I said it, but well, I was like, your imagination. I, no, it's <laughs> not. No, I didn't know he was going to react that way. I hoped he did. If I say imagination <laughs> to... I don't know. I was like, I just hope... SpongeBob, sorry. Oh, okay. Even Either way, you made you laugh. Um, I didn't like it. It's <laughs> 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 so stupid. All right, we're gonna we're gonna end the we're gonna end this review there. We're gonna take a little break here. When we come back, we're gonna start the, the very beginning of my marathon. And that movie we're gonna start off with is gonna be the one I love. So find out Aww. what that's about and Me? stay with us. No, no, no. <laughs> Hey. Good morning, Hanson. Oh, well, I'm hungover. <laughs> well, then it sounds like you need some breakfast. Not that we need to get back into it, um, but that was a little bit of a weird fight last night. I know. I don't really understand what happened, but I feel like maybe we just talk it up to like some bad pot alcohol <laughs> combo. Put it behind us and not let it ruin the trip. Agreed. Totally. Cool. That being said, it was one of the weirder fights we've had. Like, Oh, my God. I know. Crazy, right? I mean, right? I, I still don't fully understand whether 
you were so drunk and stoned that you thought we had sex, or were you just making a joke and it backfired? Honestly, I think it was just one of those things. You know? One of those things. No, I'm asking you, was it that you were drunk and stoned, or was it playing a joke? Because I'm still confused what happened. I think the important thing is that, you know, we fought, we made up, we had a nice cuddle, beautiful day. Sophie, what are you talking about? We had a fight and you stormed out and we didn't make up. Maybe are you okay? I'm fine. Are you okay? I'm... Okay, Mr. Hangover. I think it's time for some food. Huh? Let's get something in your stomach. You're kind of freaking me out a little bit, Sophie. I gotta... Is that bacon? Yeah. You hate it when I eat bacon. A troubled couple vacate to a beautiful getaway, but bizarre circumstances further complicate their situation. This is The One I Love from 2014, um, which stars uh, Mark Duplass, uh, Elizabeth Moss, and uh, you know, supporting, very light supporting, Ted Danson. And this, um, and this movie is uh, written by Justin Later and directed by Charlie McDowell. Um, the the Charlie McDowell that did the, the Discovery, which made kind of a big headway when it came out, and has done a little bit of Legion, things like that. Dear White People, Silicon Valley. It's kind of his. Those are, that's his repertoire. Um, Justin Later, though, he's done only, as far as I can tell, mainly his two scripts are this one, the one I love, and the Discovery. Um, again, Discovery I had fun with, so check it out. Anyway, so I don't know what to consider this movie. It's definitely. Um, I'm going to start off, actually, I should start off by talking about the marathon part, so let's start with that. Yes, yes. Wait, wait, wait. This is the first one for me. This is the part one out of five for this marathon where I'm, I call it Toxicity Marathon, in which, and I know, I can't never not think of the system of a down song. But besides that, um, this is, the, this is the, the area of the marathon where I'm going to focus on toxic relationships and... Um, I'm not saying that this is the pinnacle of that. I'm not picking the best one or my favorite even of uh, toxic relationships or toxic anything as we go down to my marathon here. But uh, for this one, I wanted to have I wanted to have a movie that isn't <clears throat> so polarizing and that isn't so um, it that isn't so serious or dour or or fucked up or you know you know I'm saying too much. I didn't want to have too much of it. Because a lot of my other picks are definitely much more in the serious camp. And I wanted to start off my marathon with something a little more light. Or at least like a little bit of comedy in there, you know. And I figure this one will be a perfect pick for, for toxic relationships. Because um, it re- you can relate to it more. You know, no one's like, there's no life circumstances on it, on the line here. Things like that. Actually, maybe there is if you consider the sci-fi element. Um, but yeah, so that's why I went for this one. and. Um, and in talking about toxic relationships, there are so many examples. So many examples. This might be the one subgenre of a subgenre, that, right, for this marathon of mine, that might have the most examples in, in, in movie, in cinema history. Uh, for example, my, my, my runner up was Natural Born Killers for a toxic relationship because <laughs> it's so toxic that everyone dies around them, right? You think? Um, I don't think I've ever seen that one. What? What? Yeah, I, I don't remember ever seeing it. Can you I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, I, I don't think we can forget that you've seen it or not. So I'm pretty sure if you say you haven't, you probably didn't. Um, 
I'm surprised because I was really into that movie uh, when I was younger, so I'm I'm surprised I didn't show it to you. I mean, but. you might have. I just it's been a while. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, it's worth revisiting. But the thing is that the reason I didn't go with like a natural killers type is because that movie is also about seven other things just as much. You know, it's not the focus. So I didn't want to like talk about only a portion of that movie. You know, as a thematic whatever. This one, the one I love, I feel like is exclusively about relationships in general, about the relationship of the main two protagonists and how they are as people and how they deal with things individually and with together. Like, it's all about it. 100% of the movie is about the relationship. So I wanted to go with a movie that was more pure-hearted in its approach of it, you know? So that's one reason I went with this movie and not Not Your Own Killers. But there's many others out there. There's, there's like, leaving Las Vegas, for example classic toxic relationship i mean they shouldn't have gone together at all honestly but they did because they're both so fucked up and they need people and they need to be together um or they feel like it so there's so many examples and i wanted to talk about it because um toxic relationships in movies lately especially over the last 10 to 15 years have kind of resurfaced resurfaced in this strange um how do i put it like in this strange like ether of like showing the all the angles, all the different sides that movies kind of shy away from before. You know, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people love Marriage Story for the same reason. A lot of people love Gone Girl for a lot of the same reasons because of the the biting details and the intricacies of why someone can find resentment in the other, right? Or how can resentment grow in a relationship that's been around for either years or only weeks? And then. Like just recently, the movie we didn't even get to review, The Nest, I would consider a toxic relationship movie. Um, even though it's about the breakdown of a family, it's really about the the, the parents and what's happening with them that it causes everything. Um, so, yeah, these are all good examples, and everyone's been doing their own versions of it. And it's, it's a really good time to watch toxic relationship movies. So if you have a shaky uh, relationship with your partner currently, I would say don't watch any of these movies. But... Um, if you feel like you can stomach it, they're fun couple stuff to watch together. I would say. Anyway, so how do you guys feel about toxic relationship movies like that, like the ones I've been describing? Yeah, I feel like um, sometimes it's hard for uh, it's a hard watch with a couple, even mm-hmm. uh, even if you're a couple who's like not in, in love. not in love or you know right. not in any not in any trouble or anything like that. I think everybody still does toxic things to each other. You know, we're all not, nobody's perfect. Everybody does something. Right. You can always find the fault and stuff like that. So watching this movie with uh, a significant other um, for sure tells you, you know, like uh, says a lot about your relationship. Uh, totally watched this with my wife, by the way, last night or two nights ago. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you um, think, I've, seen, I've seen the movie before already. So I was like, I already know the movie. Um, it was interesting. Cause I can tell like the part where she was like, Oh, like I'm not in love with you right now. <laughs> you know, like it was not like in love with you, but like I could tell like she was like she got like a little like uh, like I can see him I I can see you doing that. And I was like, okay. And then uh and then without just like her body language. And then afterwards going like, Oh, okay, yeah. Like this movie's kinda like whatever. But I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I you get where it's going, like you don't know everything obviously, but um but yeah, it's uh, it's still it, they're hard movies to watch with a significant other, nonetheless. So it's yeah. uh, it, it's going to bring up topic of discussion one hundred percent. And it's actually sometimes it's also good to watch because sometimes it you know maybe it calls you out on your bullshit or it calls you out on something that you've 
that you know about yourself that you can do or you know about the other person and mm-hmm. um, maybe they get to see that oh shit maybe they have that realization yeah and they get to see like hey I, I put up with your shit you know and vice versa you put up with my shit um, and at the same time maybe we are being a little toxic to each other maybe you can fix those things maybe you can't maybe it's just the opposite effect and you guys get in a big fight over it I don't I don't know mm-hmm. um, and all the yeah all that happened. all that has happened all those different variations has happened right exactly of course all happened so but it's still <laughs> cool to watch with your significant other I think so um I, I like to watch these movies on my own first, though, and then, like, almost, like, met them. <laughs> because, like, yeah. I, my wife is very, I'm not, not, not calling her out or anything, but, like, she's very sensitive to things, and, like, I know, like, some stuff will bring up, and she'll be like, do you think like that? I'm like, dude, I'm watching the same movie you are. Like, let me watch the movie and, like, not I talk didn't write about the movie. Feelings. Like, right, I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> let me watch the movie first, and then I'll tell you, like, we can talk about it afterwards. <laughs> right. You know, wow. and she's like trying to have a conversation during the movie, and I'm like, dude, like, no. <laughs> so I almost picked uh, John Ben John Malkovich too. I think would have been a good one, but again, that movie also has other things, not just that. Malkovich, um, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Um, but you know Malkovich though, okay? So don't forget that. Um, sure. No, I, I agree completely, 100 percent with why what Raf is talking about, and I've been through all of those experiences uh, with, with even just one partner, much less all the other ones. So like, it's happened. And sometimes it cuts, cuts me, it catches me off guard. I'm watching a movie that I think it's about something. I'm like, oh fuck no, and it's about this other thing entirely. And they include, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't bet this movie, and we're watching it. I haven't seen Marriage Story yet because I, I haven't found the time to watch it with myself. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, no, I know. I bet it is. It's, it's but I have to watch though. it with myself because I know it's gonna. Yeah. If I watch it with my wife, she'd be like, "You do this things. You do this or whatever," and just get in a fight with me about <laughs> right. shit. Are you trying to tell me something? Do you want to divorce? Are you trying to tell me something exactly, right. dude? And I'm like, right, right. No, I don't. I'm not trying to tell you anything. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I've seen Gone Girl with her, you know, and then she's like, "You better watch out." Like, oh, shit. Damn. And you're like, I'm smarter than you. Well, no, I don't say anything like that. Do I say it in my head? 100%. Do I say it out loud? I know better than that. You know, but right. stuff like that. But yeah, at the same time, you know, it, it works both ways. I I don't call her out on her thing, on things like that. But it, it does, you know, sometimes it does bring up stuff. And which well, that's a good sign of a movie, too, though. I think that's, that's a good story. It says a lot that you can, you know, extrapolate that information from it. So Yeah, and that's what I was going to say also, is that I think it is a good sign of a, a, a movie that, much like horror or much like musicals, or I'm trying to think of one other, what is another big, um, not blockbuster, or like, not action, I mean, um, I was thinking, there's another one type, maybe a comedy, I guess. They, they're, they're there to elicit a certain thing. And with relationship movies, even if they're all positive, you know, they, all, they don't have only positivity, right? If it's like a romantic comedy or, or, right? I mean, some of them are really, obviously, there are really bad ones out there, obviously. What I'm saying is that, is that when it comes to any kind of relationship movie, especially toxic ones or, or like it's going downhill, right? Um, they all make, because we're all, we're all creatures that, you know, trying to be with other people and i think they all make us question those things they all they, they that's what they elicit they elicit those questions just like a horror movie would give you the goosebumps maybe or want you or you're expecting a scare um this one expects you to this kind of movie makes you want to think about something personal only personal it's not like great wisdom maybe maybe there is great wisdom but like it's not about like great knowledge you know it's not about like I don't know, the meaning of life is just the meaning of your relationships, you know, and it's all, which could be the meaning of life. But then you ask yourself these questions and you can't help it. And that's why a lot of emotions can run wild in a movie theater if you pick the wrong movie and the wrong partner. Um, so um, the one I love is getting into this movie uh, essentially here. Um, and I, I really love this movie. I, this is my second time. No, my third time watching it. 
Um, and it's been a while because I saw it. Twenty uh, eleven was it? I saw it that year. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Sorry, I'm fucking. <laughs> that was a different. You movie. saw it before it came out. Yeah, I saw wow. it before it came out. I saw Black it before it came it could just be magic. It doesn't have to be right. Magic. I was there. I was like, "What the fuck? What the hell? Like, what is the craft? Do I have yeah. warlock craft." Um, <laughs> Anyways, so anyway, I saw that that year. I uh, really liked it. I remember uh, Luca was talking to me about our old show. We did our review on this on the old show on the old podcast, um, which I have not listened to again. But uh, essentially, is that I saw it that year. I think I saw it one other time when I showed it to someone, probably my girlfriend at the time. And um, oh, you and saw it with I, Brian. And then again uh-huh. this year. Girlfriend this time. Yeah, girlfriend this time. That's what I just said. I just uh, did I mince words here? Um, anyway, and I think uh, that that period between the 2014 and now, I think it really helped me because I knew all the big pe- all the all the beats of the movie. I knew where it was going to end. I knew how. I knew the <laughs> yeah, you know, the the mystery. I, dude, I forgot I, I the I plot. Yeah. Oh really? Huh. So I actually had this confused with another movie. That I didn't like, and I was like, "Oh God, I have to watch this shit again." Which one? But then I watched. I don't remember, but it's another couple movie, and I remember like this couple goes to like a party or something, and it's just like it all goes like downhill for the the relationship. But I don't that, know. Like, down to fifty titles. I know, and I think there's a pool scene involved too. That's why when I saw like the the cover, I was like, "Oh, not this one again." But surprisingly, this wasn't that movie. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you didn't find out that it was the bad one. Um, yeah, I, okay. And, and and I think this movie is the one of the most, if not the most, palatable toxic relationship movie you can watch with a partner. And this is why. One is oh, that it... Well, there's two reasons. But one, the main reason, I think, is the, the, the plot mechanic of the, of the sci-fi element. You know, by the way, if you if you have not seen this movie, we're gonna spoil it from the beginning, obviously, because this is an older movie. That's how we do it marathons. As you, if this is your first time, I apologize for you not knowing that we haven't spoiled anything yet. But I'm about to spoil it right now. So if you're not sure or you don't care about the plot, um, what happens is that this couple goes to the street. They're having issues, you know, from the classic. I mean, it's a it's a white couple, whatever. They're, they're having issues like um, the guy's not listening to her. Clearly, he. He had made a mistake before in the relationship where he cheated on her, right? All this happens in the opening where they're talking to the therapist. And um, they're obviously not having sex. They're having problems. She can't trust him. Um, they don't say that word, but they say other things that makes it sound the same thing. Anyway, they're having issues. So they go to this retreat. Um, the therapist kind of recommends them on. And when they go there, they're trying to make it work, right? And then they find that the, this house has a guest house, you know, like across the way from the pool, right? In the backyard. And it has a guest house. So they go there. Um, and through these circumstances, they find out, right? Throughout the course of one day or whatever, they find out that for some reason, with one, when one of them goes into the guest house, a copy, like a doppelganger of their partner is there with them in the guest house. And so when, like, let's say, uh, let's say the, 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 the wife goes in. So the, a copy of the husband will be there, right? And when she comes out, there's nothing there. So the husband goes in, the copy of the wife goes is in there, but not the copy of the husband anymore. And if they're both in there, only only them two are in there. The copies are not there. Uh, there's some there's some very subtle way that the movie establishes these rules, these rules without saying too much on it. There's no exposition dump really. There's like one scene like that, but otherwise, uh, the movie kind of just shows you, not tells you anything. You just figure it out. And it's very easy to figure out, though. It's super easy. But they, they, I love how the movie is subtle about it. They don't, like, make a big deal out of it. 
They just show you and that's it. So the reason I think that this movie is more palatable to watch with a partner, no matter how shaky it could be, I feel, is that the nature of this movie, the impossible supernatural nature of it, is that the situation is that they're reacting to something supernatural. You can easily dismiss it. And any kind of fight that might come, or not fight necessarily, but any kind of questions or like, you know, like, "Mm mm-hmm, you should treat me better, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I feel like you can just easily shrug off the fact that like you're reacting to an extreme situation that we will never be in and, right which is i think also like what our protagonist does in the movie well yeah um, that was actually part of his downfall if anything no it is yeah i agree <laughs> with you but at the same time like i do agree with you as in like it is a palatable movie because in the end you're like right. well there's a there is a supernatural there is an outside element right right and it's not just them you know having it out and you're like shit it's kind of real yeah. You know, like <laughs> this, it's real too, and it feels real, right? And it's, yeah. um, and I agree with you 100%, where it's like the fact that they're the doppelgangers, um, and they kind of like hash it out to the doppelgangers and everything they, they want from them or whatever they get, or uh, to a certain extent. And it's like, I, I, I get it, and it makes sense. Um, what's it called? But like, like I said, it is way more like easier to take. As uh, watching it with your significant other that way. Yeah, I would say that if you, if there was ever a kind of recommendation for this kind of movie ever, or even like if you're with like in a room with a couple couples, like four people, right? Uh, and you're like, oh, let's all watch a movie together. This would be a good one. Like, it's a good start-up point to this kind of thing in general, especially if you know people to be more sensitive in the areas of topics like this. Um, because they do exist. And that's part of why I wanted to highlight this toxicity marathon as a whole in general, because it... it it's not a it's not a disservice to watch them. They're about negative things, but they're about overcoming them too. It's about understanding them, and then you can't understand you can't overcome something without understanding it first. So I, that's why I started with toxic relationships because the the it's the most palatable of all the other marathon all the other picks in this marathon of mine. Also, so I wanted to start off with the easiest accessible, the one I love as a as a good first pick, and as a as a toxic relationship topic as well. Um, but let's get into the more more details on the movie. What did you guys uh did you guys find something uh that you guys didn't feel about before when you first watched it? I know uh, Luke you don't remember much, but is there anything that jumped out at you this time around that you either really liked or really hated? Um the like the kind of like the very ending type of thing. I kind of had a feeling cuz there's like that like thing where he, he has to make a choice kind of. Mm. And I was like, I think I know that he's going to choose, like... Wait, Ethan 1 or Ethan 2? Ethan 1. <laughs> I kind of saw that he chose, like, Sophie 2 instead of Sophie 1. That's interesting, because I don't know about that one. Like, I, like the expression Sophie 1 had on her face, because she had her, like, eyes closed and was like, no, 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 like, cause she kind of didn't want it to happen, maybe. Oh, I, saw, I, saw, I have it. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let her, like, I think that kind of led him to grab Sophie, too. Maybe thinking that Sophie won, but I don't think, you know, Sophie won wanted to go. So Sophie, too, ended up going. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. I mean, if that, if that is, I mean, that's an interpretation, ultimately, because you, we, that's, the, that's the thing about that ending, right? Um, is that it could be interpreted almost any other way. Any other way you want. I don't know. But then you have the whole bacon thing I, later on. So. I think the only thing I think the only thing about the ending, not that we have to get into only the ending right now. Uh, the, I think the only thing in the ending that you can say for sure is that it's Ethan 1 at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sure. only thing for sure yeah, you can say. The rest you don't know. Mm-hmm. 
That's how that's how, that's how I feel about it. You can assume. Well, that's the thing. The rest is open to interpretation. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but, Raf, what about you? Is there anything that jumped out at you this time around? Or, or negatively or positively? Um, I guess the... Uh, I, there's some stuff in the... the I guess negatively or would have been like some stuff like um, when he finds out the computer stuff and the recordings of them like... With the that's voices. the exposition scene I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's probably the worst part of the movie. Yeah, um, I, I would say so. Yeah, I I like I like the fact that it happens, I guess, because he's like kind of like looking for something. But at the same time, it's like I feel like he doesn't do anything. He just withholds the information. Yeah, you know like, yeah. I feel like out of all the stuff that you withheld, like you, I get why you withheld you lying to your wife that you to, to replace Ethan too mm-hmm. and have sex with her. <laughs> yeah, um, but like, <laughs> but at the same time, like also he like looks so defeated that he cheated on his wife with himself like it's so weird but whatever um and then uh yeah we that, that. That, just that part though when he's like has this information and he doesn't do anything with it besides say that they're that you know that uh what's it called use it at the end to go look for uh, what's his name uh, the therapist but that's it like other than that i mean it is what it is yeah um I think for me, what jumped out on me this time around, it was uh, this one scene where this is so early on when, um, so at this time in the movie that I'm talking about, they've, uh, the couple has met their doppelgangers unknowingly, and then they, they found out that they're doppelgangers. It's like a weird thing, right? They try to leave, and they convince themselves. So I should say the wife convinces, right? What's the wife's name? I forget. I know Ethan's a Sophie. dude. Because it's a dude. Sophie, thank you. Sophie convinces both of them or convinces Ethan to come back. And try this experiment out, right? And um, so this is after they know, right? They both know. And they're playing with the guy. We're trying to like, well, he's trying to like, you know, subtly ask and prod questions at, at, at his Sophie, at Sophie 2. But but Sophie, Sophie Prime 1, is, um, is not really looking for that. And you can tell right away. And there's a scene where they're talking, I think, by one of the many windows, I think the, the window door thing, whatever that is to the outside, um, talking about, it, and she starts hearing, um, I don't want to say an apology because it's more than an apology, right? It's, uh, she, she starts hearing what she wants to hear about Ethan's mistakes or Ethan's part in the relationship that she has a problem with, obviously, before they went to this retreat, obviously. But they, he starts giving her the exact answer that she's been wanting to hear and the right tone and then the right inflection and with the earnestness behind it and all that. And even though she knows that he is not Ethan, that he is uh, Ethan Ganger, double, double Ethan. Ethan 2.0. Um, <laughs> Ethan 2.0, right. Um, and that scene really hit me this time around because – of all the many times, you get, guys, I don't know if you know this. I'm not easy to live with at all. So, <laughs> shocker. Um, shocker. I mean, I think you're the hardest one to live with, Luke, honestly. <laughs> all the three of us, I think I was going to put my chips on. But regardless. Yeah, no, you are. Um, easy going. Yeah, that's what we all think until it happens and you realize how much you're not easy going. Um, anyway, um, and I've been to that situation many times where, like, I feel like. You cheated I, and you have I to explain yourself? No, no, not that. <laughs> uh, no. Sorry, that was good. Uh, 
I don't want people to think I'm a cheater. Anyway, I don't. Um, but now you have the ammo from this movie, and you can be like, "No, was it a moment of no, weakness?" Because, no, 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 no. That you that the that your partner wants to hear something exactly right, or that yes. you can't you can't find. You don't know the script. Is my point. You don't know what you're supposed to know. You don't know what how to make your partner satisfied or trust you again or or in that situation believe you or or whatever you're trying to get out of whatever fight you're having or argument or whatever whatever issue it is xyz the point is that you don't know how to say what you want to say you don't know what your partner wants to hear and not just be able to say that to her or him Right, it goes both ways. Um, is although I find it in my history that's usually on the guys end that can't never say the right thing um, <laughs> for some reason. Anyway, um, but it's like it's like how would you believe it even if you didn't know exactly what to say? You know, like is that something you would adhere to as a person in this in this issue or fight or disagreement or whatever? Shit, uh, I almost forgave him. He didn't cheat on me. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I found that scene very particularly personal, and I found it much more insightful this time around. Um, I, I guess I just never – I didn't have enough fights in 2014 to really understand the the heaviness of that scene, really, how it opened up this idea for me as yeah. to, like, the, the script of our lives, right, that we just don't have those pages sometimes. And usually at the crucial times, too, is when we need them the most and we don't have them. And I feel like I didn't get that script that day for those fights I've had, you know, like – I didn't know what the right thing was to say. Yeah, and I, I wanted to make it right, and I just couldn't, you know, things like that. So, like, I feel like that's what's, that's what's going on there. And that's actually the, the beginning of the end for Ethan 1, right? Because Sophie is falling for this guy already. Oh, 100%. Already. And and I have, I have a question for you guys. This is the one problem with this particular review is that I wish we had a woman's perspective on here. You know um, what's funny? You said the same thing when we reviewed this last time. I'm sure I did, but... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I know there's a bunch of dicks out there. So, uh, do you guys feel the same about this feeling about needing a, a Yeah, of course. I actually do 100% here. Okay. Luke? A woman's opinion? Yes. Would you have preferred it? Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Of course, maybe. Of course, maybe. Nah, not really. Nah. <laughs> keeps going down. Um, yeah, I, because I have a question. I got a feeling I know the answer, and maybe I asked this the first time around. Maybe Luke, because you you heard our whole review. Um, whose side are you on? I think we were all on Ethan's side last yeah. time, and then I'm still kind of on his side too. Okay, Roth. Uh, I'm more on uh, Sophie's side. I'd say uh, on the side of like of wanting to hear what you want to hear from your significant other from from Ethan he, she but it's, wanted but it's not but no, genuine but but no, no, no but I'm saying but it's something that she wants to hear from him you know what I'm saying it's not genuine from Ethan one because Ethan one's never says it but it is genuine from Ethan two but Ethan two isn't one. Ethan one but doesn't matter not to her you know what I'm saying to her Ethan two is everything that he she likes from Ethan one that she's not getting anymore Right? right. The thing is, she's not that she's been waiting for Ethan one to say these things to become that person that Ethan two is saying and doing for her. Right. But she's not. But Ethan two, Ethan one isn't doing it for her. Right. And she's getting it from Ethan one from Ethan two instead. And then she falls into this trap. So I'm saying like, I think from like 
the perspective of like what she wants or what 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 she should get from Ethan one an apology and you know like I betrayed your trust and I should that whole conversation that that one scene that kind of like pivotal scene that that does it for Sophie right that mm-hmm. she should get that from Ethan one and she and through therapy through all this time she hasn't even gotten that you know what I'm saying like he like dismisses it still so like it's kind of shitty for her to like feel dismissed and feel not like you know like I'm trying and you're not trying as hard as I am kind of thing um, and it is shitty and I get that. And I get it from Ethan too that it's not genuine and it's you know, but like he doesn't make a good enough case to keep her. You hear what I'm saying? Like even at the end when he's like scrambling to like, I'm your husband and this, this and that and like, you know, through the bad or whatever. Like it's not good enough to it isn't, it isn't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's more like a reality check, like, hey, like, don't forget, like I'm I'm the real one here and he's obviously not, right? Um it's more like also like you should like, this is almost too little too late in her mind already. Um, and it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it from the perspective of Ethan also. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I feel like, you know, he you shouldn't be in this situation or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's all, you know, fake or whatever. But at the same time, I for her, it feels real because that's what she's been wanting from her husband. And it's kind of weird that what he wants from her is just, like, to be, like, a Stopford wife, I guess. Um that's what because that's what it felt like the doppelgangers were acting out like them like you know uh what the other person wanted from the other person um and i guess ethan just wanted his wife to be like um understanding of everything he does is that what is that what you understood from that right me yeah like any, or any no, of i i think uh that was maybe i felt like that was part of the maybe the most experimental element is the the, the first few encounters because i think that the doppelgangers were I mean, they weren't. Hmm. I don't know to say that they weren't there for psychological therapy reasons is is, is probably false. Like they probably were a little bit for that reason. Obviously, not just replacing the, the host, right? But it's like it's both ways. Like I think it, they're there to psychology break them down. I think she, one of them says that um, to break them down as yeah, a, as Sophie, a relationship. Sophie too says that. Sophie too says that, right? But like before that, they're they're there to like factory settings make the other one happy you know yeah yeah i i, yeah. I think so too yeah but it feels more it feels more like a like i said like a factory settings thing not not as a not as like oh this is what this is what they want from me i mean obviously everyone would love right ideally right for just the of course obviously i'm not saying but they'll all be appreciated if someone you walk into it someone your wife too part two um is just you know there for you and just you know cool with whatever you want to do then obviously we all would prefer that, but that's not. But that's not Sophie, you know. Um, right, right. Of course, that's not but, a person, that's, and that's and that's the thing that that's what he sees the whole time. Right, and he sees that that's not Sophie, and he's like, I don't even want this. He, does, he doesn't take Sophie. he doesn't take her seriously. Um, no, he does, and it's and it's you know to a good point because it feels fake mm-hmm. because it is it is fake overall. If it is fake in the end, right? It's like a not fully form doppelganger like they're yeah that's still what makes learning. the ending really powerful if you if you have a certain opinion on it yeah i agree yeah. i agree but I, I i still lean like more towards like on the sophie side of like understanding no, yeah. her uh her frustration of like i mean it sucks that her husband just never understood her that that's what she's been trying to portray the whole time and you know that conversation is really powerful yeah um but yeah. yeah i think i think for me i, I they're they're both they're both bad they're, 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 I'm on neither side. 
I, I really want no one to succeed. The only one I have some pity bunch for bunch of turncoats. Uh, I only want to have uh, I have some actual sympathy for uh, by the end of the movie. Granted, I'm not saying I, I have sympathy for all the characters, even Ethan too, who who reveals his true colors later, right? Um, even him, I have sympathy for. I'm not saying that I'm not saying they're all assholes and they don't deserve anything. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that and for Prime Ethan and Sophie, they are. I think they're both. 100% wrong in a lot of the ways here in this movie. Um, but the only one I have real sympathy for, the one I had a lasting effect was Sophie 2. That's the one I had actual, like I was on her side, I guess. If I had to pick a side, I would say I was on Sophie 2's side. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, so. right, right. And also the fact that we know the least about her than any of the other characters probably helps that because I feel like she gets less shade, right? Her, her personality gets less shaded in. Uh, throughout the course of the movie, we find out through context what what she's all about, but not really, you know. Um, like she has a feisty side for sure that only comes out like one one scene. So like you know, we don't know enough about her. So maybe that helps me kind of side with her better. That could be a part of it. But ultimately, I think I, I remember I remember thinking very vividly, even throughout the second uh, third watch last night. Actually, I saw it last night. Um, even throughout this new watch um, of the movie, I was. On Ethan's side, a good chunk of it for sure, because for I, I don't, I don't like that I deal myself in abstracts or um, not abstracts, um, in absolutes. But like, I feel like um, she, not I don't want to say broke the deal because that's worse. That sounds worse. She broke the deal, right? Or what they were, you know, not to sleep yeah. with the doppelgangers. But like, ultimately, she cheated on him, and it's not her problem that she did that, you know. Like it never got resolved anywhere near, uh, as I don't want to say fairly, but as pleasantly, maybe I don't know. As as and it felt, it felt all wrong. That dinner sequence when they're all four having dinner, um, when and it finally comes out and shit. Like and it was like his fault for sleeping with her when she was when she was going to be cheating on him, and this is somehow his fucking problem. Like, I'm not saying it's not his problem. He has problems for sure. But, like, I was just thinking about it, especially the first time around in 2014. I was pissed about that because I'm like, how is this? I just didn't understand it. I just could not fathom how Sophie's cheating on Ethan and it's Ethan's fault or Ethan's problem to deal with. It's not like Sophie has no remorse. That was That's never checked on as, as that thing. It never, it never comes up as she fucked up. It never comes up as she's betraying him. It's just, you know... And never comes up like because she because Ethan had cheated on her before the really before all this started. Does that make it okay for her to do that? That was never like a thing to agree upon. That's not that's revenge fucking. That's not a good thing, you know. Best case scenario, um, and that was never agreed upon. Like I said, they both told each other not to sleep with the doppelgangers, you know. Um, so it really drove me crazy, you know. But this time around, though, I, obviously, a lot they're both they're both wrong. They just both are. It, the way he comes up with it at all. And, and obviously the way Ethan 2 really kind of gaslights the entire evening to benefit him only is uh, to, to the detriment of Ethan 1 because that's how, that's how he emasculates Ethan 1 down to the point where, like, he can't even, like, he, he doesn't even think about making the point of, any, of anything that was done against him. He can't think of it. He just does a bad job of everything. And that's what makes him go do the exposition scene and makes him stuck in the guest house and so on and so on. So like, yeah, that was a, this, a, such a confluence of, of, of emotions for me. Like I had so many like problems with everyone's actions. Like, um, and Sophie won her, 
It's like where Ethan was trying to think everything logically, Sophie was going through everything emotionally. And obviously, this is not like a whole thing about it. I'm not saying she has absolutely no logic. This is not a diss on any kind of thing like that. But the dynamics of a man and a woman are typically like that. And they're typically like that because we're two different fucking people, two different types of people, men or men. And right. So it goes with that, too. So um, the movie knows well enough to like subtly poke at that. And the way they poke at her at Sophie during the course of that evening when they're having all for dinner and shit and drinking wine is that she is I feel like she is the subtleness of her of the breakdown from me and Sophie was there when um, when when she got offended. Uh, I mean, but she understand why she would get offended, of course, about the Ethan thing. And the fact that she, her lack of communication hurt their relationship more in the end than Ethan's lack of communication throughout their relationship because of that crucial, uh, the, the, the key information that she was doing in the guest house that she wasn't telling Ethan. And I think it goes all the way back to that. And I think, um, the lack of communication is the ultimate original sin of this movie. Would you agree with that, Ralph? Uh, yeah. yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's not it's not the cheating. All those are like results of that same problem. But like, right. And I think that her she fucked up at the worst time on it, as far as like what to communicate, what because she didn't have to string him along. If she was going to leave him already, if she didn't know for sure, she should have said something, you know, and, you know, when she finally just snaps and like, this is not a, this is not fun for me anymore. This is not an experiment for me anymore. I don't want to leave. Right. And he was talking about like, yeah, we should just go. Like we, I'm, about to never, I'm never going to leave, you know, not knowing, obviously the sci-fi element of it all, not, not, know, not knowing where this could, where this could end. You don't know what's going to happen here. If you stay here, what if you get sucked into a black hole? You have no idea, but she's, Forget, she's ignoring all that to just go forward with someone that finally understands her. By finally understanding her, meaning can say the right thing. Obviously, by the end, Ethan too. Do you guys feel like? She, do you feel like Sophie one feels like she made a mistake in choosing Ethan two? Not to her. You don't so, think she feels that she made a mistake? I don't know. I think. She wanted Ethan to this like at the end, so she got what she wanted. In my interpretation of it, right, right, right. Ruff? Uh I don't know. She made a mistake. Obviously, I when I say she made a mistake, obviously, if, does she think she made a mistake? I'm not saying what you think. I mean, obviously, tell me that too. But <laughs> <sighs> do I think she made a mistake? I don't know. See, the ending is kind of like weird. Yeah, well, this is where we are now. I mean, I want to yeah. talk about that. I, I want to. I want to say y- yes, <laughs> but yes to she thinks <sighs> she made a mistake. Yeah, I think so. I want to okay. say yes, um, but at the same time, it's like I don't know when she sees him collapse on the floor. It's kind of weird, you know. Like I feel like she at the same time no, like she yes in that room. When she's with her husband and the, like, let's go. I'm your husband. This isn't mm-hmm. that. Um, I want to say like, yes, I'm with you. Okay. And then the guy runs away and then he knocks himself out. And then it's like an, almost like a no, like she didn't, she still likes the guy. Like she still, you know, prefers Ethan too. almost like, 
that's why she goes down to him. Is right? it a pref- is it a preference or is it? See, this is where I think we could really get into it, right? Like, um, I feel like on one hand, I felt, I thought, not felt, I thought that um, she she picked Ethan too in her mind, for better or for worse. And even though his shoe colors had come out, and she was definitely. S- I mean, yeah, it was a little moment of she was scared of him for sure when he was trying to break through the door, right? When Ethan won and Sophie won are talking. Um, uh-huh. But even after that, like you could tell she was kind of repulsed. She was thinking and, you know, thinking twice about everything that led her to the moment of her, you know, emotionally picking Ethan too, right? Um, you could feel it. You can see it in her face. This is where Elizabeth Moss, is, you know, when I first saw her, like, damn, she's a pretty good actress. You know, she can do all these subtle things really well. Um, and... On one hand, I feel that way. I feel like, but but she already chose him, and 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 the, but for better or for worse, I think it's part of her, part of her schematic, the part of what makes her her. You know, so yeah. I think that had and choosing him, um, I, you could easily assume that that she just went along with her choice, and you know, the possibility of like returning to the old Ethan is potentially just as bad as if staying with Ethan too, because she uh, is yeah. out of love with Ethan one already. Yeah, yeah, you're. Right. No matter what he says, like even when he's trying to like when he, the whole speech, right? When he finally gets her in the room together, away from Ethan too, and he's talking about her, and like, and it sounds like it could be like a rousing, like oh my god, cry for romantic help, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, lifeline. Yeah, yeah. It's not though. It's not a lifeline. I don't think she's hearing a lot. She's just hearing someone that accepts her maybe more, but he's not saying the right thing still. I, I don't feel. In that scene, you know, when he's like, "Oh yeah, we're fucked up, we're a mess." I love it that we're a mess. I'm like, "Yeah." It sounds on the on the surface like he is a like a a good romantic gesture, but it's not. It's a cry for help, I think, and I think she knows that. So I feel like uh, she chose like maybe the I don't know. I don't want to say the lesser of two evils because that that implies a little too much. Uh, like you know, choose an option. Like for, she already made a choice. It's it's already done. It was done before that, and I think she just stuck by it. Um, now when he is, when Ethan one is about to leave, so Ethan two is on the ground, they're about to leave and he's looking between both Sophie's. What were you guys thinking in that exchange? Cause the camera does the whole back and forth thing there. So Sophie two mm-hmm. looked like she was like open and she was like looking at him directly, you know? But Sophie one, like she had her like eyes closed and she was just like, I don't know, like it's like in deep thought or something. So I was like, hmm, sus. If that's how you think, you're talking about that, that's the, what one, the one on the right is Sophie one, right? The one yes. On the left uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Roth, what did you think was going on there? Well, I thought in his mind, um, he sees he sees both Sophies. He's like, oh fuck, right? Uh-huh. They're both wearing the same shit. They, even the hairstyles, they did the same. They did it on purpose because they were trying to run away from Ethan too, right? Too, right. Yeah. And you're like, ah, damn, <laughs> right? And you can tell like his look, like his the look on the, his face is like, oh man, I screwed up somewhere here, right? Um, and when he see when he when Eth- Sophie too gives her the nod, right? Which I think is Sophie too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I think we're all thinking. Am I correct? Uh, I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, Sophie too gives her the nod, like, "Yeah, like let's go," kind of thing. He's thinking, "Well, yeah, I just won my wife over in the room before she was already on my side." Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah. And I know Sophie too is in love with him because Sophie too is in love with Ethan too because she told me that. So right. she's there to take care of him, right? I'm thinking, okay, well, this is my wife. I just had a talk where I had a heart to heart moment. Let me, let's go. Let me take her. Yeah. And it also, that makes that more complicated because Ethan one wasn't there in that scene in that room when uh, both Ethan two and Sophie two were, when Sophie two was pretending to be Sophie one, right? To Ethan too, and Ethan too is saying about running away with her and like right. leaving the other one behind, and she just like that face goes like stone. Um, right, he doesn't know that that scene existed already. Oh, that scene existed. That that moment happened. <laughs> right, right, exactly. right. And I think also, and, and as a psychological like test thing, like a fun little testing in in social groups, right? And so, and maybe I'm, I'm not sociology, but something like that. Um, you know, you kind of. It's like when someone extends a hand to you, you instinctively, instinctively reach for the hand, right? If someone comes in for a hug, you instinctively react to receiving and giving. A, you know, it's like this thing where, like, the person smiling and nodding at you to go is the one you might instinctively go with also. You right. Know? And he was looking for any sign, I think. I don't think he was sure. And that's part of the core problem with Ethan that was never resolved because it brought him to this situation where he can't tell the difference between his wife and his doppelganger's wife, you know, the, the doppelganger. Uh, yeah. You know, hard. and that, 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 that's why I think this is a really good toxic relationship because, uh, because it's, the movie is plays that real subtly, but it's there, especially if you, if you look for it. And I think it's there a little bit there in that scene. And that makes right. it, it makes that scene really kind of fun and rich and complicating. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with all of you guys that I think that it is Sophie too. That he goes home with. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. Like I said, the movie, I think anyone can say anything and convince me completely if they think that it's the other way around. Right. It could be Sophie one in a sense, like she throws a Hail Mary into trying to, you know, restart her life. Like make, you know, like the idea that any all of these situations, you can you can make up a lot of things like, you, you know, like she made she made this thing to like try to make it work with the original Ethan. Yeah. And. You know, and part of that is like getting over the fact, for example, that, you know, she may not like him eating bacon at the house, you know, yeah, she maybe, we, maybe we're putting too much emphasis on fucking bacon. You don't know. You know, no, I, I don't know. I, I, that's like a big kind of like thing, right? The, he makes a big deal about it. Like, you never yeah. let me eat bacon. Like, right. Because you hate the smell of it. It's like, right, yeah. not even that big a deal. He probably not much of a bigger deal than than he than he says he is. But you never hear the original Sophie's opinion on that. You don't, right? You know. So that's what I'm saying is that falling out. This could be part of moving on. Maybe she is finally moved on from his cheating on her before. The reason they're in therapy, right? The reason right. they have issues, and not just cheating. It's probably other things too, right? Um, and maybe she is over it. And it is Sophie one, and she just made sure she got her seats uh, in that truck in that car, right? Um, you know, I mean, my point is that you can make uh, you can make your case the other way, you know. Yeah. But uh, the nature, uh, the, I do believe it's more of a fun ending that it's Sophie too, because um, I think it opens up to. It's like a darker ending, but it's also an ending where it's like no one's really dissatisfied. It's just that no one's really, no one's really like owned up their shit yet. You know, no okay. one's really fully owned up to their bullshit or owned up to their own mistakes, owned up to their own toxic issues. Because at the end, he doesn't fight on it. He th- he, he takes a moment, right, as he real as he's realizing that it either is Sophie too or it might be Sophie too, and he's like, "Fuck it," you know. 
And the fact, yep. obviously, that Sophie One chose Ethan Two, if this is the case, right, right, right. has a lot of problems with her. <laughs> so, so yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. It's it's confusing a little bit, maybe, uh, especially if you haven't seen the movie. Anyone's still listening to this? Please watch the fucking movie. And then, yeah. I mean, you already sat through half the movie time, you know, listening to us. Do yeah, we have. It's insane. Uh, that's why I want to cut it very soon, Pierre. But uh, uh, anything you guys want to say on this uh, ending? Any any more on it or? Whatever. No, I think we're pretty much good. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel good that. Uh, I think I got what I, I think I got what I wanted from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's a cool movie, and I like that we could talk about it. Um, it's it's definitely a lot to talk about, and I remember I remember the first time we talked about this movie. Also, um, yeah. we got into it. We got it. We got into it a lot. Also. Yeah, even though I, it's been uh, definitely a long time since I've seen it again before this marathon. I know I wanted to pick it for this marathon because in my estimation over the years, it was growing better in my head. Like, I think I was like, oh, yeah, I think the movie's better than I think it is. I mean, then I even remember the first time, um, even though I know I liked it in 2014. I know that I could probably I think I probably would love it if I see it again. And I was right. And I really loved it. So um, so that is it for our my first marathon of the toxicity marathon for toxic <laughs> relationships. That is the, it for the one I love. And that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Uh, don't forget to send us feedback for this episode's opinions or any of the uh, movie's opinions or other episodes' opinions over at a podmoviecast at gmail.com. You can also follow me, Oscar, personally on Twitter and on Letterboxd for all my movie watching habits at Armin Filmmaker, which is Filmmaker with A R M E N. Luke. Twitter at Slothmaster Luke. Mm-hmm. Rough. You can follow me at Twitter at uh, the Don Rafael underscore between the Rafael and the L, and then you can follow me at, uh, on Twitch at Sue Trauma S I O U X T R A U M A, and I think it's in the show notes. It is on the show notes, so check it out, guys. Check, always check out the show notes for all this information. Of course, uh, goes without saying. Um, now this is the uh, technically the first show of 2021, even though we're recording. Well, we are recording this in 2021 now, but even though we recorded half of it, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, Last show of the of the year, it's actually the first show of the year. And um, so the next time, in two weeks, we are a bi-weekly show, but we're going to come back in two weeks with our top 10 movies of 2020. And it's going to be our top 10 shows. And the rough schedule is that uh, in two weeks, when we come back for our regular schedule programming, um, every week after that, not every two weeks, every week after that, we're going to be releasing the other top 10, show, uh, top 10 shows. So it's going to be movies, then the top 10 TV, and then our top 10 discoveries. Um, and that's how, that's what we usually do every year. And that's what, and it's no different this year around. We're going to do them kind of back to back and weekly things. So we're not waiting to, there's not big gaps between them. So, and then after that though, we're going to take a break, uh, like our own vacation from recording for a bit. We're going to come back probably in March. So, but all that's coming up ahead. We're going to talk about it in every episode, of course, but next time there's not going to be a movie review. There's going to be our top 10 movies of the year. So until then, I am Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. See you later. Is that an airplane? It yes. sounds like it. It sounded I, like it. <laughs> fuck. I'm across. Coffee and pie. Coffee and pie? Oh my. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> <laughs>